Hi guys, it's Kara, host of Everyone's Business But Mine. And let's be real, one thing that makes the show possible is by selling sponsorships to advertisers. One way you can support us in getting more sponsors is by telling us a little bit more about yourself. You can do that by filling out a quick survey at the link in the show description. Plus, your answers are anonymous. They'll help us learn what you love most about the show and how to make it even better. The questions will ask you about the things that help advertisers understand the audience. It'll only take a few minutes, and it's an easy way to help the show. So you can find the link in the show description. Thank you so much, and stay tuned for the rest of the show. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Yeah. Well, I know it's been a little, I don't know. I just, I, obviously there's been a lot of conversations with chatter. you and Lindsay and other chatter. It seems like it's very complicated. Like, I just want to like figure out how we I want to like... hear, but I want to hear it from your perspective because obviously I had a conversation with Lindsay at Kyle's birthday party. Yeah. I Which seemed like you guys made some good ground. I mean, you both yeah. were emotional. And I, and... I actually thought she heard me. She was receptive. And then something happened before your housewarming where a lot of that was undone. I mean, Lindsay feels very strongly and I feel like you feel strongly about our, like me and Lindsay's relationship. And like, I don't know if you're on board with it. Like we've been dating almost 10 months and obviously you and I have had a history way long ago. We dated briefly, but I don't know. We're very happy. We're in love. Like, I just, are you, so do you, do you not want us to be together? Is that kind of like. That's not it at all. This but is you like don't, you have no, that. you have no qualms with like me and Lindsay's like. No, like, okay. I love you guys together. Okay, do I, I think that you guys are moving hella fast? 1000%. Listen, I, I've appreciated how you were defensive and helpful with the Kyle stuff that went on earlier this So summer. you're only okay when I'm defending no, no, you. No, I just, but I was like hearing that you were like. Not only questioning the speed of things. I mean, listen, you did move in with Robert after two months, you know. So like, right? But like, are but you the, not shopping for rings? I yeah, I, I have done yeah. <laughs> but like, I also. <laughs> do- Welcome back to another episode of Everyone's Business with Mine with me, Kara Berry. Ooh, it's Friday, and that means Summer House and Vanderpump Rules need to be unpacked yet again. Join with me, you know her, you love her, fan favorite, friend of the pod, Maya Khan. Hello, girl. 
fan favorite. <laughs> I was just going to say I'm here. I got a big suitcase. I'm ready to unpack with you, but you, you for a loop. That was so nice. The people love you. The people love you. And, and you know, I do too. Uh, well, as a, as a person of the people, I love them too. <laughs> the people's princess, Maya Khan, ladies and gentlemen. Um, <laughs> So, uh, we have a lot to talk about, but I did text you and I was like, girl, I want to talk about summer house for like 20 minutes tops and then really get into Vanderpump rules. But when I rewatched summer house, I'm like, okay, I think we can maybe stretch it out to 25 to 30. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, there's some interesting stuff, but there were a lot of scenes where I was just like, uh, okay. Yeah, and they're not even, like, bad scenes. They're just not really, I don't really need to talk and, like, dive deep into them. But we'll get into them, and we'll glaze over them when the time comes. So, mm-hmm. last week we left off with this conversation, this hot dog breath conversation between Danielle and Lindsay. They're, like, starting to kind of crack into what is going on with their relationship. Danielle is starting to kind of be like, I'm going through some stuff you're not ever there for me and I need you to be so Lindsay's like grabs her in a bear hug like I love you so much and I'm so sorry and she does like make sure to give Danielle direct eye contact and say I'm sorry (laughs) so Danielle says I really need a best friend sometimes and Lindsay says I didn't know and Danielle says well that's because you're not asking me so then Danielle says I would drop everything for you And Lindsay says, well, so would I, Danielle. I'm like, I'm sorry. And so Danielle asks her, are you going to try to do better? And Lindsay says, are you going to, like, I'm going to try to do better. Are you? Like, I do know that I talk a lot about myself and I'm going to work on that. So they hug and Lindsay tells her, like, if you have issues, I want you to tell me. Um, I feel sad. (laughs) I know. It's, well, it's interesting because when I see them together like this, I feel like, I feel empathy for both of them. I see and appreciate what Danielle is saying. Like I'm, I'm in a lot of my friendships. I am kind of in the Danielle place. Like, you know, these particularly with friends who have like more drama in their life than I do, or maybe who I end up kind of giving more advice to. Mm -hmm. Um, And I've definitely found and felt in situations like, um, you know, that I sometimes end up holding back and specifically don't talk about the things that are bothering me because, you know, it's like, oh, we have that relationship where I always give more to them. And, you know, I build up that resentment of like, well, they never asked me how I am. Like, there's this one close friend of mine who will never listen to this podcast, so I could say pretty openly, has probably okay, not sure. asked me like, <laughs> uh, he has probably not asked me like how I am in, I would say, a good decade. Um mm-hmm. And it's, but it's just like, but I also expect that of the friendship and um, it's, it's sort of like, I understand very much why Danielle is upset. I think she also probably owes Lindsay a little bit of grace in trying to fix it. Um, For sure. But it's just like when they're together in these conversations, like this part of it just makes me so sad because I see, I do see love between both of them. Lindsay is a lot, but I believe her when she's like, I will try. I will try to do better because she seems very sincere to me in in saying that. Yeah, to be able to admit, like, I know I talk a lot about myself and I'm going to work on that is like a big thing to say. And I just feel like this might be a situation where a few things are all happening at the same time and they're not necessarily all related. 
like I think Danielle's got stuff going on in her personal life and also Lindsay's in her like forever relationship and so like those don't have anything to do with each other but they're happening at the same time and so now it's like even worse than if one of them are happening independently of the other you know what I mean absolutely and like you add in the layer of like they have they're like physically and di- have been in different places since much since like last season of summer house basically mm-hmm. like when a lot of these like big changes have been happening and then also they're like doing a lot of this stuff on camera with like an audience reaction that I think they're both very attuned to and trying to like prepare for and think about and they're not the only ones doing that I, I feel like with the summer house cast in particular I constantly feel like oh they're thinking about the audience reaction that they got and trying to interpret what they're doing through the lens of how the audience will see it. Page. Um, exactly. But I think <laughs> like, I'm seeing that, I feel like I'm seeing it a lot with Danielle too, where I think like she really took in a lot of the like, oh, she's just Lindsay's lapdog kind of rhetoric that yeah. came out, especially with the fight with Sierra last season. And I feel like that's a lot of what she's actually arguing against and in, in what she's getting mad about. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm not saying it's wrong, but it's just like you add in those layers, it just becomes even more complicated with the stuff, with the additional stuff that you were mentioning. Yeah, and I think also like you, how do I explain this? Like, I feel like when you're feeling precarious in a relationship or people, we're seeing it happening with Danielle, um, you like kind of test them in another way you know what I mean and like so, so she's spot on like yes I think that's exactly right yeah like she's like silently testing Lindsay and being like you need to be here for me but you're not being here for me and you're failing <laughs> but I, I think and, there's like other things going on it, it's, it's yeah it's- well it's because and that's why like in every consistently every time Lindsay pushes back again like I think like pretty mildly against like in previous episodes and then multiple times in this episode when Lindsay's kind of like pushing back against Danielle, like again, like I said, like I feel like pretty mildly, like Danielle feels very angry. Like, I mean, very defensive. defensive. Yeah. Yeah. And and then she's like, well, why are you getting so (laughs) defensive? But like Danielle is the one who's seeming really defensive. And I think it's exactly like you're saying it is like a, I mean, maybe it's unconscious, but it's definitely like she's testing her and she's, you know, and then Lindsay's not not meeting kind of the expectations under that test, and Danielle is immediately chafing against that. Definitely, definitely. Uh, let's go quickly to Gabby and Sam, who like I love my girls, I love my daughters, I love what I'm watching here, but like we have a lot of things to talk about. I'm so sorry, like blame Tom <laughs> Sandoval. It's not my fault. Um, but they do handcuff each other, <laughs> handcuff themselves to each other just so they can have a conversation, which seems like a lot, but I'm into it. So Gabby's like, girl, what's the tea on Corey? Have you guys made out? Sam is like, no, we've been teasing each other all day. Like, I don't want to make the first move. Gabby's like, well, I think maybe you should just go for it. But she's like, I can't do it. Like, he's too hot. He's too hot. And then eventually everybody jumps in the pool and then they do have their like classic MTV real world moment where they're like, making out in the pool it finally happens she you know her poor boots are filling up with water and you know it's just a great time she's having a great time 
I will say like can we just wrap up Corey and Sam quickly I just feel like (laughs) I'm kind of refreshed by the fact that she is like this man is really fucking toxic but I'm gonna go for it it's you know like I don't enjoy them as a couple at all and yet I'm really enjoying the gross couple energy that they're bringing does that does that feel like does that make sense I'm like yeah I want better for you Sam but at the same time like you know in but like in the way that I wanted better for myself when I was 25 and she's going through it exactly 17 times over girl welcome to the club yeah and I feel like you know it and I feel like she's saying all these things with the sense of like yeah in 10 years I'll be like ah I should have wanted better for myself but you know what that's fine. I, I I say this all with a big smile on my face because I I yeah. like that she I like Sam. I'm liking. I'm, I'm. She and Corey are not destined for foreverness, and that's fine. It's totally fine, and I think she has a great outlook on it. Like, I know this dude is playing me, and I love it. I love that I don't know where I stand with him. I love that I'm on unsure footing with him. I don't really give a shit about being in a serious relationship if it happens fine but I don't really think he wants that let's be honest so why wrap and, the boat? you know and Corey is absolutely a toxic fuck boy but like I'm appreciating yeah. that we're not having to like we don't need to draw that out we don't need to like belabor it like it's happening but he's bringing us his best vibes and I'm accepting them mm-hmm. yeah exactly like that's all you can do I loved when he yelled at Paige. Yeah, you love when he yelled, shut up, Paige. That just was also like, all right, I'm in here. No, he said, shut up, Paige. Oh, I thought he said bitch. I was like, wow, this is really harsh. (laughs) Okay, that makes a lot more sense. (laughs) Um, Yeah, but like, congrats to them. I'm sure they have (laughs) Would I want to watch the OnlyFans? No. But I'm sure it's so. I think they enjoy it and that's good for them. Exactly. It is exactly. I think they probably have good sex and that's good for them. Yeah. He's like spitting in her mouth, choking her, you know, the whole thing. She loves it. Yeah. If she likes it and he's doing what she likes, that's great. I I agree. Consent is key, you guys. Mm -hmm. Yes. (laughs) To be clear. Yes. (laughs) Um, I just feel I like, I thought back and I was like, I said, like, if she likes it pretty cavalierly. And I was like that. I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, she's made it pretty clear that she did. This is just an exactly. open mouthed about that. That's that's for sure. Um, Chris, that morning, they wake up. Chris is making like a traditional Honduran breakfast. It looked delicious. Um, yeah, I love that. I loved this moment because everybody just gets their licks in on Chris. Like Maya starts like, hey, um, at the party, I saw you were talking to a bunch of girls. Do you like any of them? <laughs> And then Amanda's like, do you remember any of their names? And he's like, I do. Denim one, denim two, and pink. And then Carl goes, so like, is that the first time you've gotten a number all summer? Or like, what's the deal? And everyone was like, I died. <laughs> That's really far. Uh, it was the first time that I was like, maybe I do like Chris being here. If we're just going to roast Chris all the time. Maybe I'm okay with it. He's fine with it. He he was ready to yeah. take it. He, t- he was taking, trying to take a spanking the other week, and he's taking it now at the breakfast table, and I, I appreciate that. He's game. Is this... he? Yeah. Um, is this a good time to talk about Maya? As in... So where's Maya been? 
brief mention of her like being somewhere it yeah. seems like I couldn't figure out what to say I know I, I I mean I know they bring that up later like oh is she coming this weekend or not I just mean like I feel like she's been such a non-entity for like so many episodes now um no, kind of took me by surprise heart. it hurts my heart I think she should have maybe like I don't never mind I, I don't I don't know what I want from her <laughs> I don't know either I just Best wanted more life. like yeah. I just wanted more um, yeah yeah I feel like I need single Maya back I know or Maya who's like telling us about her messy relationship with a man who she does not appear to even speak to as far yeah. as we can tell <laughs> barely acknowledges him when he's in the house and yet here we are um yeah, yeah but I, I think we need single Maya I don't know if uh, we're gonna be allowed that but I would like to see yeah. it I would like to see yeah. it um Paige talks about what happened to Craig and you know like how things got real but like I'm just so happy we can discuss things things that are real like girl he talked about getting engaged to you and you cried about your mama was that a real discussion like a deep discussion and then as soon as he was like oh we don't have to get engaged you stopped crying and we're like okay thanks <laughs> manipulation how long how long do you think this relationship is for this world um, i mean it does give very much like craig wants to be committed but he's trying to be like very cool about it but he doesn't really yeah. want to be that cool about it um so i feel like th this is like a make or break year for them that's exactly how i'm feeling and i kind of feel like I, I feel like a scenario where it's like they internalize that this is a make or break year for them they decide it's gonna make but then in another year i think it may break yeah i was even gonna maybe say like october <laughs> oh, okay see i was gonna say two years but um yeah, yeah. i don't know <laughs> two years from last maybe summer yeah. so maybe that's yeah. another year and a half yeah <laughs> oh gosh um yeah what happens oh Lindsay reminds everybody that they are back in the city going to be having a housewarming party slash birthday party for her that wednesday everybody's coming everybody's invited even you Corey. Corey, where do you live sir <laughs> like you're just really being a nomad in here and mm, i don't trust that man but we'll move on um danielle briefly calls robert to for him to say like i can't hang out with you i can't go to the housewarming party mm, kind of okay. a, i don't know for some reason i found that little facetime a little bone chilling it was like <laughs> i just like getting worse and worse vibes every time i i feel this or i see this i agree and i feel like we've been fed this rhetoric of they were in a good place over the I summer know. and it's like this good was this good <laughs> Hey, okay um <laughs> so yeah everybody heads back to the city sam and Corey kind of set up a like tentative date but he's like acting like sir if you're just in new york where you don't live all week what are you so busy doing like yeah i'll see if i have time maybe i'll call you what are you so busy doing sir stop this but she that's an excellent so question <laughs> like what do you gotta find another uh crate of disposable cameras 
to get so you could take pictures of people like come get out of here get out of here um so back in the city Paige and sierra and amanda all are at Paige's house to take some fertility tests sierra brings them over and she says in a confessional like you know a few weeks ago amanda was expressing concerns over her fertility i know amanda and i know her ass hasn't been to the doctor since then so i'm gonna like you know be a little proactive this is a good starting point so then they kind of talk about amanda and what's going on with her overall health which felt uncomfy yeah say the least but uh yeah sierra goes in about how like yeah the fertility stuff is one issue but she's also lost a lot of weight she needs to talk to a primary care physician about this um you know i'm really concerned amanda walks in at that point they all take the tests but amanda does say like i went to the doctor in january he told me if i'm not having my period by may that i need to come back clearly we're way past may at this point so I don't know I mean she also says like they're not really trying so it's not a whole lot of urgency at this point but she's nervous I'm a little bit confused about this whole situation but I also feel like I don't want to talk about people's fertility journeys right (laughs) or like their health right like I'm with you like I am also like confused and a bit like okay well if you're not trying and you're not that upset about it you know what I don't want to see Amanda I don't want to see any tears about this later right (laughs) true true there's no sense of urgency it seems like i and like i get yeah i get it but i also don't yeah yeah (laughs) yeah i mean like i i texted you like a few weeks ago when i was behind in an episode and was like amanda might look a little unhealthy um but even there like it's just uncomfy to like i can understand i appreciate her friends expressing concern for her and it did Mm -hmm. read as actual concern it was a little weird to talk about it it is even weirder for us to talk about it um I like seeing nurse Sierra come out I do too I like to be all the little has a hobby other than getting in bed yeah um right exactly the all the little blood tests reminded me of Theranos like you know um I I do feel like I didn't like it actually but it's fine (laughs) I do feel like there is like a disconnect with the audience when it comes to Paige and Sierra like I they don't bother me as much as they bother a lot of people because I think I am used to having very close women relationships where like maybe the bluntness that Paige does on screen wouldn't necessarily bother me if like one of my you know core ladies were to say it but I could see how the audience interprets that as like damn why are you talking to her like this on camera I that's an interesting point because I feel bothered by like Paige and Sierra and Amanda but not in these kinds of situations where yeah, I, that kind of bluntness wouldn't bother me from a friend necessarily. I mean, you know, if I was feeling sensitive about it, I might still get a little touchy. But but Amanda I, I, never seems bothered by it. Exactly. So I why the audience exactly. gets so like right. upset by it. It's odd no, I think that's a, it's it's a it is a. I appreciate that kind of closeness in friendships, and it is the thing where like you know, when we talk about like being a girl's girl or not being a girl's girl, like in those ways, like Paige does feel like she has those tight female friendship where friendships where in other ways, I'm sort of like, um, 
are we really gonna call page a girl's girl when she's like doing this other weird snaky thing to a woman but um right it, in the close friendship sense um I, those are the times when i kind of <laughs> like that's actually when i like page and sierra the best where yeah, i'm like yeah. seeing them be like good friends like that and kind of like that kind of bluntness which shows i think a real intimacy as friends um, but you're right. I think it is an interesting thing to see like what the audience, what some parts of the audience are not, are not feeling. And I do think that that's one of those things that um, I feel like I've seen Paige get criticized for, especially. And let's all keep in mind, keep in mind, like Amanda's good for a tear. Like if she was feeling some type of weight, we would know within that's one and a half seconds. Very true. <laughs> she's, she's never held back one she's never held never. back a tear before <laughs> so i think she's good i think they're all good um very compelling and like somber conversation over at the rad house um <clears throat> you know Lindsay's birthday falls on the date the anniversary of carl finding out that his brother passed away and there this was like i'm gonna say it, the only time where i was like i fuck with them as a couple <laughs> Like I love this. I was so curious what your feeling was in seeing that scene because for me I was like, oh, I'm like seeing more and more like this love and fondness and chemistry between them. And in the scene, really, it like stood out to me. So I'm so it's so interesting that you say that because I was very curious about how you felt like watching them in the scene. Yeah, I mean that being said, I'm still like sixty forty that it felt more like a best friendship than a lovership, but. Mm it was compelling and it was nice to see I will say that <laughs> but um yeah yeah I mean I just love that they kept like I don't know they were just very gentle with each other just very like Carl wanted to make sure that Lindsay felt celebrated on her birthday but she's like no I want to make sure that we honor your brother and like this moment and I know that this is probably really difficult for you and, and Carl says in a confessional excuse me y'all that you know obviously the day's hard but they can use it to celebrate Lindsay's life his friends will be there and it could be like you know he's trying to make a you know, silver lining out of the situation and I yeah I you know no no complaints no edits on how that scene went I thought it was very sweet I mean there's like a circularity to it that like you know it feels like it would fit in with a scripted show which is why I can also see why sometimes people like side eye the Carl and Lindsay as being like you know for the show because in a lot of ways it fits in with a narrative in the show because like mm -hmm. you know two years ago thinking back on that season when Carl goes to Lindsay's room first after he finds out about his brother or at least that's what they show I think he did tell Kyle before that but we see him go and it appears like he's going to Lindsay's room first to tell her what happened mm -hmm. and like then coming to this two seasons later like that's pretty emotional that's like pretty moving yeah um I mean like I I definitely think they're trying to put the good stuff in their relationship on screen maybe at the expense of like showing the real stuff but like I don't know that that bothers me that much um and I think part of it is because like it's still new so it doesn't surprise me that they want to show the good stuff yeah um and then thinking back on like the other major couple on the show for the last several seasons like I would not be surprised if Carl and Lindsay have even had conversations that are like yeah we're not gonna be like Kyle and Amanda as much as we can help it we're not gonna do that and we're not gonna be like that um 
probably very but, similar conversations that ariana and sandoval had once they were yes. seeing how uh schwartz and katie's relationship katie, on TV, exactly but. exactly exactly mm. and but like kind of to that point um we can get into that way more later but like certainly like with carl and Lindsay, my the bottom line of my feeling is sort of like it doesn't bother me if they're kind of faking it right now because they can only do that for that for so long like the real stuff is gonna come out yeah, I think it it may even come out this season, but like that's why it bugs me so much with the rest of the cast trying to be like, oh, like show us the real problems between you guys. It's like stop like trying to make the audience like be pushed to the point of feeling this way about them. Like let them hang themselves. Like they will do it. We know Carl and Lindsay. They right. will not be able to hide their problems from us. Yeah, and I feel like the yeah the expectation that they show that is what is weird like i don't i would be totally fine if they were just like kind of being shady behind their back and just like yeah i don't really love this relationship and blah 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 yeah. maybe we'd see like a little clip but it's like y'all are like trying to force them to like show their dirty laundry and it's weird and they may not even have that much yet yeah like, that's also not that crazy for me to buy that because it's it hasn't been that long it wouldn't surprise me if they're still on totally a honeymoon phase and yeah there's small things that annoy them but like major problems haven't even really fully developed yet yeah well they do have one major problem because one of them wants to drink and the other one does not want them to drink but excellent point and it also like that is also one that i guess i i understand why they would try to gloss over that as much as they can for sure for sure um but i tweeted the other day that i wanted to talk to people who live in manhattan and that seemed to be some part that a lot of people skipped over what they thought about rad house in terms of real estate in terms of the price as a former Manhattanite yourself, I felt like we could have this conversation. So here's the thing. I feel so crazy is like, I think because we live or have lived in New York, we know that they put their addresses on the show. Like they'll just show the street. Maybe I shouldn't yeah. say that, but it's like, y'all put that yeah. street. And that's where they actually live. So yeah. <laughs> I don't really want to uh, get too much into it. But knowing where they live, um, given their view, which, okay, now that I watched it, because we had a lengthy conversation, because I was like, this view is yeah. really shitty. And then I realized, like, watching it back, I, there must be something with the Empire State Building, because they didn't show it. They never showed it. Yeah. I was thinking that too. I was like, wait, I'm sorry. Is there like a copyright issue with the Empire State That's Building? That's what I thought. Because or the were fuck? they trying to like not make the location seem like 100%? I don't know. But like, as you were saying, they show the literal street. They show the buildings. Like Exactly. So I was like, if you have that view living in New York, you show it. And it's all, it's your whole personality. So it was very weird to me that you, they didn't show that. Um, so... Now that I know where their view is and what they can see, I do, I, I mean, it's not fair. And Lindsay did say on Watch What Happens Live, like, yo, we were in a really shitty housing market and the rents had like skyrocketed. Um, I would probably not, I mean, and this is ridiculous and I would never pay more than like 10,000 for that apartment, but yeah. what do you think? No, I mean, 
I, I, like 13,000 is an enormous amount of money, even for that apartment, like the size, the view, everything, the terrace. You know, in, taking into account that it is Manhattan and we both know what those prices are like, like 13,000 yeah. $13, $13, is like a lot. Um, yeah. it's, it's still sort a of lot, like, you guys. Like, yeah, need anybody from like wherever the fuck being like that seems really fright price fair price considering new york like but you don't live here no it's really not it's, i mean <laughs> i mean it's it it it's not and it is right like i yeah, mean it's it's yeah. sort of like on the other hand like you know Lindsay, you know said on watch what happens live that it's only like a couple hundred more than what she was paying like for her half like I think maybe in most of our minds, like part of the reason you move in with a significant other is so you can um, cut the amount that you're spending on rent, not like increase it by a couple of hundred dollars. Um, On the other hand, like, you know, like, I I guess like, I'm sort of like, if my reality stars are making poor financial decisions, who am I to deny them that pleasure and the pleasure of watching it implode later on, right? Like it's, it seems like a terrible thing to do, but like, I, that's fine. <laughs> like, I, I enjoyed seeing the view from her apartment for the show and like, you know, I don't have to pay for her rent. So like, and I that's, guess that's it's fine. Fair point. But I would like to re- let the record reflect that Andy Cohen, who owns a lot of properties in New York, was like, why don't you guys just own if you're paying that much? So even he thought it was ridiculous. I know. So, yeah, I mean, I think in fairness to her again, like the market is crazy. And um, I, 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 I don't know, like, I'm not going to say it was a good financial decision for them to take that place. But I think like with, when you think about like how much rents have skyrocketed, the fact that they wanted a big place moving in together and the fact that they could afford this, I guess I can understand why they did it. That doesn't mean that it's a sound decision. No, I would literally never. I can't do that. even. Like, yeah, I the the idea of paying. I can't imagine like, paying sixty five hundred. By the way, let alone like, you hello. know, yeah, hello. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, I'm glad. Thank you for having this conversation with me. Somebody who's actually qualified to do so thank you um I loved that Danielle showed up first she shows up with that stuffed sheep and like a couple other things as a housewarming gift and then they have a very New York conversation when they sit down in the terrace and Lindsay's like don't you miss living in the city like look at what you're missing and Danielle's like oh Brooklyn's fine (laughs) (laughs) I've had that conversation like 25 times it's fine y'all never say it's great you always it's always fine y'all say that y'all say that so (laughs) um basically Lindsay's like I want to catch up I want to make sure everything's good Danielle's like no we're fine and Lindsay's like no I'm not talking about us like I'm making sure like you're okay what's going on with you and Danielle's like oh my nipples just got so hard with you even asking that so then she says like the thing is there are a lot of things going past, on. Passive aggressive. Um, yeah. I mean, it was funny. Like I, I, I laughed, but I, you know, upon a, I, I did a little bit of a, hmm, I see that. I see that reaction, Danielle. Mm-hmm. It was a lick. 
It was a lick. Um, but she says, you know, a lot of things are going on with Robert's job. He's constantly stressed out. And so she takes that on and then doesn't want to like be open with him. And so now she's like taking on his stress, not being transparent with him. And it's just like a lot going on. And She's like, I don't know. She's like, I know that it's timing, Lindsay. And I know you're putting together this gorgeous house, but I still need my best friend. And Lindsay's like, yeah, it's difficult. This is like kind of where I am more on Danielle's side. Cause like, girl, Carl and Lindsay have both been like, we were moving. I'm like, you guys got paid to move. You had movers, you had organizers. All you had to do was look pretty and take the pictures. What were you so busy doing? <laughs> I, that is a fair point. But also, <laughs> counterpoint, Danielle has been in Montauk. But for true. like, even even before the, like, even before the, the filming for the season started. Like, she was in Montauk with Robert. Before that, she was with him in Aspen. Yeah. Like, I mean, on... <laughs> On one hand, absolutely understandable that, like, that kind of moving around and, like, you know, kind of going places for Robert and still not really seeing him all the time or getting the kind of relationship that she needs from him, like, totally understand why she's out of sorts and needs a friend. Um, But she's also been, like, physically outside of Lindsay's orbit as well. But it's true. I mean, I I still agree with you that it's like, "Mm, what you been doing, Lindsay, exactly? What? Yeah. Like, Lindsay, you don't have a job. And that's fine. That's fine. Let's just not overstate how busy we are when we're mostly just doing SpawnCon. Anyway. Um, so, yeah, basically. Oh, another thing that we we talked about, like, just us two, was the fact that I think that what is not being said about Danielle keep bringing up how much they're paying is, and Lindsay being like, well, you moved in with Robert within two months is probably because they were saving money and so to danielle she probably views it as a much different thing like oh well i was making a sound financial decision but like you guys were just like two crazy kids in love which is yeah wrong but i see what she might be thinking yeah i mean i think that's actually a really good point i like i went to college in um in i went to nyu so it was even in college like i had friends who like you know would start dating like in the middle of one year at school and then like signed a lease to live together like starting the next fall and it was like I'm sorry (laughs) we're 19 and (laughs) you have been dating that person for like four months and you're gonna live with them yeah um and you know I with two friends in particular that happened and then they broke up and then like had to negotiate basically like living in a studio apartment with each other for the rest of the year and we're like bringing people home and like figuring out how that whole thing happened it's a mess but it's like a pretty normal thing I think in New York for people to just like shrug and move in together really fast even um uh (laughs) out of out of uh concern for saving money so I I agree I think Danielle is totally being like eh that's a different thing but on the other hand, that I that I still don't think she should be 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 laboring at the way that she is with Carl I agree. And Lindsay. Yeah, this is also like not really her business. Like, listen, if Lindsay or Carl ends up on the hook for a thirteen thousand dollar a month lease for however many months, that sucks. But I I don't know. I, what are you gonna do? Be like, yeah, I told you so. Okay, then what? Right. 
just and like like I like I said like I like we were talking about like just don't let them store stuff in your house when they have to like right. <laughs> figure out how to move like sorry that happened no you can't stay with me like yeah. that's the only thing she can do at that point yeah I mean the lease is already signed the Brad house sign is on the wall what do you want her to do at this point it's done baby it's done you're not paying it so thank your lucky stars over there in Brooklyn okay and be happy um so yeah basically then things devolve really quickly and they start talking about their relationship but then Carl's relationship with Lindsay and how Danielle feels like they're moving insanely fast in her opinion and her whole defense is like what am I just supposed to not say anything like I'm having all these feelings I look at you like a sister if this was my brother moving into a really expensive apartment and like you know I've been hearing that you guys have been talking about engagement did you just not want me to say anything which is where Danielle always loses me yeah right it's like the thing is Danielle you've actually given the opinion now yeah like it's not an ongoing I mean it's it's an ongoing process to the extent of like you know you can share further opinions but like that's that's it you 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 can't have the expectation or you can't force Lindsay to change what she's doing based on the opinion. Mm-hmm. Like to some extent, you got to swallow the pill, you know, and just move on. Yeah. It's a hard lesson. I mean, you know, it's a, it's a tough one when you see your friends doing something that you think is like really bad for them and that you really disagree with. But like, if you want to keep being a support system for them, you, you have to just let it go on, on some, on, at some point. And I think Danielle has very much come to that point very much and it it's tough to see our girl down so bad I hate to see yeah and I mean I think it's a little like you know when Lindsay's saying like well don't you want us to be happy like that's that's a little manipulative right because that's like you know Danielle's not saying that she doesn't want them to be happy um but I also on the other hand I understand it because like what she's really what Lindsay is trying to say and then I think later does explicitly say is like okay but tell me why you're having such strong feelings and saying things like you know turning a blind eye because they do seem happy they do seem like they're doing well like there's clearly things that could raise concern like his sobriety um her activation Mm -hmm. her her history of activation um you know issues in his job like things like that are all like totally like issues that a friend might be concerned about and like looking at and thinking about but like as it is right now like none of those things do... have been brought up by danielle by the way that is excellent point you're right <laughs> one of those you're things. right she hasn't i mean except saying that like oh Lindsay, i think like you know you're like dialing yourself back from for him but even that she didn't really say to her right like right. But in any case, like, I can understand why Lindsay is feeling like this is more like criticism than concern from Danielle. I mean, I for sure I get it because it, it feels that way to me as a viewer. She uh, Lindsay rather kind of hits her with a, like a really great point when she says, like, have you asked me how I feel about my relationship? And Danielle says, well, obviously you like it. Like, obviously you're very happy. And Lindsay says, okay, does that matter to you? <laughs> like, does, when does that factor into your right. feelings? Like, I'm happy. Can we think about that? 
Right. I mean, that's, I think, like, it may be hard for Danielle as a concerned friend who cares to accept, but she has to. And I think by turning around and saying, like, I'm allowed to feel weird about it. And like, I mean, I don't know. I just don't know what she expected. Um, Not just like from Lindsay specifically as kind of like crazy hub house who we love, but like from any other friend, I don't know what she would expect in this conversation. I really, I I really don't. What is And I say this again as having like, right. Like I have like deep empathy for her. I relate to her, but I just like, I don't know what she wants out of this. Yeah, I agree. Like, do you want her to break up with Carl? If the answer to that is no, then what do you want? Like I, cause she's going to be with him or not. Like you either want them to be together or no. And if you're fine with it, then you got to be fine with it completely. And, and if the answer is yes, like you gotta be able to say that you gotta be able to say that and you have to be able to say why. Why? And yeah. even if the answer is like because I'm a hater and I'm jealous, like you at least have to like come to that in your own heart, right? And I'm not saying that is the answer. Mm-hmm. I'm actually I'm I'm not trying to be simplistic because I don't think like I I take a lot of stock in like Danielle as a friend. Um, you know, I think that there's validity to how she's feeling about certain things, but like it doesn't feel like she even understands where she's coming from is really what I mean. Yeah. Um, I, I fully agree with you. That's so sad. I know. So Basically they like, I mean, it's not, it's almost like a more sad conversation because they're not screaming. They're not fighting at each other. It's just like, they realize that they're not on the same page and they're not going to be. So Lindsay's like, I think maybe we should just take a breather. <laughs> and Danielle's well, like, cool. the way that Danielle, like when she's like when it's kind of devolving to that point and Danielle's like you know like don't ask me how I'm feeling at all like I like the whole kind of like well I won't say anything at all like don't ask me how I'm feeling don't worry about me like that kind of thing is um probably one of my like top three triggers in an argument Uh there's just sort of like well I guess I won't say anything at all um yeah my mom does that in all the arguments but you're right. Absolutely. Like yes. this absolute, sh- absolutionist. Like, I know that's not a word, but like, it's like, oh, well, if I'm so bad, then why are you even my friend? Oh, well, exactly. It's going to be like this and let's not right. call the whole thing. Like, and it's right. Y'all know it's deeper than that. You love each it's other. It's a version of like, oh, you don't, don't you want us to be happy? It's like, well, don't ask me anything about myself at all. It's like, just cut the shit. Like, come right. on, both of you guys. <laughs> but it, it's showing how it's really both of them doing this to each other. Right, like I I still am more on Team Lindsay than on Team Danielle, but it is like very complicated and very sad. Yeah, it's it's such a shame. And in this moment, I will say that like I did see the value because that terrace was big enough for them to have a whole friendship (laughs) devolution on one side and like a whole bar set up on the other. Uh, Uninterrupted cocktails on the (laughs) other end. Hello. Yeah, I, you know, we, we, uh, maybe I would go up to 11 at that point. Um, so, well, so then, right. So we go to 11 and then in the 2022 market, like that's a, there you go. We got you to 13 right there. <laughs> see? And now it's all making sense. <laughs> Corey and Sam do show up together. Paige says that they look like Ken and Barbie. I mean, that's basically it. Um, 
you know, she's like, I usually shy away from him because he's a fuckboy, but like, it, it feels good and I'm going with it. Did you hear that when Sharon arrived that Lindsay called her mom? Or did I make that up? Oh, you, of course you did not make that up. And okay. of course I heard her say mom. <laughs> like, I just wanted to make sure. Just how did you read Sharon's reaction to that? Uh, neutral horrified? <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing is like i actually think that sharon likes Lindsay, but oh, i think she sure. liked yeah. her more before they were dating yeah same same because she was when she asked carl like what's it like living with a broad like or whatever hell she said <laughs> i died i, uh, I do too and really she's always been yeah well i mean she's also been like always a little weird about carl uh with women so yeah, yeah. I I like it, and I I like the dynamic that it kind of sets up. To be honest, she seems very lighthearted about the whole thing, and I'm talking about Lindsay in this case. So you know, good <laughs> good for them, good for them. Um, so Paige is with the rest of the coven outside on the terrace, and she's like, "Doesn't this kind of feel like an engagement party, not a housewarming party?" And honestly, like for thirteen thousand dollars a month, maybe it should be like. Let's put a ring on it for thirteen. Paige is like leaning into her microphone for thirteen thousand dollars. <laughs> did Did you hear that? Did you get that? Um, yeah, I, I love that. Sam was like, "They're paying thirteen. Are you serious?" <laughs> but, uh, so yeah. Then Danielle comes up to them. She sits between Sierra and Paige, and I was like, "Well, it's over." Exactly. Exactly. It's like we're done. I'm. I'm I'm she's talking one-on-one with Lindsay and I'm like oh yes man I can see this I can see all of this but like no what the fuck like and she does it at the housewarming party you think Lindsay didn't see that shit of course she did hello hello so she tells them like we had a good talk in the Hamptons I don't understand because the conversation we just had really just regressed so Danielle turns to Sierra and was like girl like if you were moving too fast with somebody Paige would tell you hey I think you're moving too fast I think you're doing a lot of irresponsible things when it comes to your relationship and I feel like Sierra's response was like um I don't I don't know about that but (laughs) Paige does say (laughs) that there have been times where Sierra has been like I don't know if this relationship with Craig is for you and Paige has been like tell me beat by beat why you feel that way because I really want to take it into consideration which cool and this is what I say, this is like a prime example of me saying that Lindsay's not a girl's girl, but that's not a problem. This is like, Paige is expecting girl's girl behavior, whereas like, Lindsay is living in an objective world where this just like wouldn't happen. And it's, neither of them are wrong. It's just like a different way of doing things. I take, I, I think you're right. And I agree with that point. I have, however, a counter, not counterpoint exactly, not a counterpoint at all, actually. But I think what Sierra and Paige are describing is completely different than what Lindsay's being faced with. And I almost feel like I can't compare the reactions. And another, yeah, I fully agree with you because the next thing I put was, we're also, um, you know, in a situation in which Paige has tried to cry to get out of an engagement. And yet Lindsay had a timeline for life with a tiny yeah. little man who didn't make so her true. like we're dealing not, with two different situations <laughs> not only that but like we're talking about like I mean I have to like transport myself back to because right now 
Paige has done a very good job of making Craig a barely visible occasional guest star on Summer House. That mm-hmm. was not true last season. That was not true on Winter House. Right. Like, we, like, the situation with, like, where, a situation where Sierra is calling Paige to ask if she thinks Craig is right for her. Like, it's, all right, let me, let me organize these thoughts. First of all, we've already seen Craig fucking up during the time that he and Paige have been together. That right. he was like a mess on Summer House last season and on Winter House especially. And we can relate to like why Sierra would question it. I don't right. think that we have the same kind of like basis for like, okay, but like why, like if we were to hear that like Danielle was calling up Lindsay and saying like, well, is Carl, do you really think that Carl is right for you? I'd actually accept that. But even still, like we we can kind of understand why Sierra would do that because we've seen Craig be terrible um and we know that Paige like, really cares about other people's opinions whereas Lindsay oh, doesn't so that's spot on 100 and that's like a good thing again with like the girl's girl and like the objective living in black and white that's totally it too I think also like in this scenario Sierra did it off camera on a phone call directly with Paige mm-hmm. Danielle is doing all of this on camera and she's starting out by bitching about Lindsay to the bed bugs behind her back <laughs> exactly it's so different (laughs) very different situations and not worth comparing at all at all all. um so then carl sits kyle down briefly he just shows him the ring and like that's basically it i mean i will say i did have a question because kyle tells him when carl says you know i know it's too soon you know or whatever people think that it's fast but i feel like it's the right move Kyle says, trust your gut because you're the only one who needs to be okay with it. Do you think that at this point, Kyle is fully on board with this relationship or is this like, I'm just keeping it cute, fake it till I make it? Absolutely the latter. Yeah. I think what surprises me is he was not being shy about like not hiding it earlier in the summer and what has made him go. What shifted? Turn around. Yeah. What shifted so vastly from him? Like screaming about Lindsay multiple episodes in a row to now like I don't understand that shift from Kyle yeah it's not making sense to me if it happened we didn't see it yeah that way I Um, also like I mean I I know you've said I mean I think you feel the same way that I feel about this which is I don't think they're moving all that fast not really I mean for for like people in their late 30s who live in Manhattan like yeah I mean coming down to that yeah Right. Like I told Liz, it seems like Danielle especially is applying early 20s rules to a late yes. 30s relationship. Yep. And it really like they have known each other for a long time. They've lived together, really, if the summer I, <laughs> I'm so glad that you said that because I keep thinking about this too. There was a lot of like, oh my God, and they moved in together. And I was like, I know that Summer House only films for like a short period of time like each summer but they've consistently lived in the same space as each other for like six years before this (laughs) i mean there's something to be said about that um you know so yeah i don't really you know i don't really approve of this relationship and i don't really think their end game even if you told me 10 years from now i would still look at their pictures much like i do you know i don't know heidi and spencer and i'm like oh okay are we still doing this are we sure (laughs) i feel like it's always going to be like that for me however um what was the point i was going to make by (laughs) it 
probably I, that it's like the pace is not the issue yeah yeah i don't think that like this would yeah i just don't think it would be that deep i i, I really wonder like would we be having the same conversation if Lindsay was with literally anybody else i don't know you're right i don't think we would be to yeah. be honest well i mean the bed bugs would be because like you know they love to critique the decisions that Lindsay makes regarding other relationships and i'm i'm not only saying this because i am a hater i'm saying this remembering like what they had to say about strafi what they had to say about like Lindsay's crazy timeline what they had to say about like her like messing around all last summer and doing hot hub summer like it there's always commentary so there would be more commentary no matter what Lindsay was doing i think yeah yeah okay let's wrap this up real quick um everybody heads back to the hamptons and Lindsay and carl are driving up together and Lindsay tells carl like everything keeps getting weird with danielle i don't know what's going on but this is the first time that danielle has actually said to my face that she feels weird about our relationship and like she says it almost as like okay and now we've said it right so carl says i just feel weird about this like I just feel like Danielle's like, I don't like you guys together. Bye. But like, why? Are you jealous? Are you projecting because of your relationship? Are you mad because you're in a weird work thing with your app or whatever the hell's going on? Like, be an adult. Actually tell us what the issue is. And here's where, like, it's another right and wrong thing because... I know. Like, as soon as Carl's suggest anything or if like the two of them were to come to danielle it would just be like it would almost feel patronizing maybe yeah like oh so now you're getting up on me like yeah oh okay so we were the three amigos and like now you're like coming at, back at me just because i'm trying to say that i'm concerned for sure as soon yeah. as carl articulated things that we have been talking about that mm-hmm. like things that we have been hypothesizing might be behind Danielle's behavior. As soon as Carl said it, I was like, hey, you can't say (laughs) that. (laughs) That's really unfair, man. (laughs) Right. Right. Uh, Yeah. On the other hand, like, mean. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But like, I also don't think he's wrong. no and exactly i think it was really just more of his tone was like what's your problem girl like you got nothing going on in your life whereas i'm thinking like oh no this is like deep for her and it's sad whereas like i just feel like the delivery is not gonna come here's the thing like when somebody's down on their luck in whatever way you hearing from anybody who like has it all is always going to be annoying like nobody wants to hear after a breakup from your friend who's been in a great relationship for 10 years everything's gonna work out fine for you like shut the fuck up like I love you but shut up I don't care (laughs) I don't want to hear this shit and I can see how that would go that way with Danielle right right I mean like but the thing is also like Danielle's also like coming across as somebody like very down on her luck whereas like you know, by all accounts at the time, she kept saying that her relationship was strong. Like, you know, that's what everybody thought at the time during the summer. I mean, maybe not the people who are closest to the relationship and can see the cracks, but like, you know, she's not like a sad single girl. She actually has like a serious boyfriend. Um, uh, you know, the, the 
app thing I mean well I know right like I'm <laughs> I'm saying this and already like kind of cringing but um <laughs> like the moving from her job into starting the app thing was kind of meant to be like an empowering move obviously it's not working out that way what I'm trying to just say is that like you know a lot of a lot of this is also going unspoken so I think that's yeah. why it's feels mean for Carl to voice it but it is a little bit like Danielle is also maybe like selling, trying to sell a bill of goods that people are seeing is not actually like the way that it it appears. For sure. Because she does like second later tell Kyle that they just hired a new app developer. So she's like riding a high and I'm like, babe, how are we only at the developer stage now? A year it's ago. You're in the making. Yeah. That feels like step one, kind of. Yeah. Maybe step five. I don't know. I don't know. I don't have an app, but that feels like something you would, somebody to develop the app seems pretty uh, paramount to the whole situation. But anyway, um, so yeah, I mean, Chris went on a date with Denim 2, aka Cassidy. They went axe throwing in 2022, which, okay, seems like a choice, but um, uh, yeah, I mean. I watched the episode twice and uh, blocked out that conversation both times. So when you said <laughs> it just now, I was like, Oh, her name was Cassidy? Yeah. Oh, they went axering? So, yeah, okay. Great. It was like a lengthy um, flashback, so that's remarkable, Maya. <laughs> that's pretty remarkable. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, what happens after that? Oh, it was an interesting breakup of the monopoly that is the house. Carl announces that he's going to be making pizzas and staying at home with ragu sauce, which I guess, I mean, listen, here's the thing, bitch. If I'm paying 13 grand... I'm not using ragu. No shade to the people that do, but are you paying thirteen thousand dollars a month for your rent? No, you're not. We this is gonna be it. for some rows or something. Like, Thank come you. On. <laughs> I'm gonna get the carbone. I was just gonna say they sell carbone sauce now. Come on. Yeah, this is a carbone home. You know, put thirteen. No, we're not doing that. But anyway, Lindsay actually ends up going out. Danielle stays in. I mean, no shock that Amanda stayed in, but Kyle stay also stayed in, which was nice of him. I think, you know, that sticky note is working, it seems. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, it's sort of like an interesting night at, Cor at dinner. Corey keeps basically like trying to tell Lindsay to make out with everybody, which she's like, okay, no problem. And really goes full um, vacuum towards Sierra's face. And she's like, oh, no, thank you. <laughs> That was a lot, babe. That was a lot of mouth she was trying to give. And I th said, no, thank you. No, thank you. I know. I, you know, here's the thing. I love Lindsay. I understand why everybody on screen is very much like, what? Like, I just too much. I don't want this. Like, but that's why I love Lindsay on my screen. Yeah. <laughs> She's having a great time. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> Uh, we love her for that so then we're like back at the house and Kyle's like Carl do you miss Lindsay have you texted her under the table yet and he's like no no I understand like we do spend a lot of time together and Gabby says well yeah but you guys live together and Danielle who seems a little sloshed at this point she goes yep <laughs> I live with my boyfriend too I don't spend that much time with him and then she laughed <laughs> a little too hard yep <laughs> <laughs> a little, little too hard a little too long nobody else is laughing <laughs> Kyle seems a little horrified if anything 
it's awkward Kyle's face was like oh didn't realize this was a like didn't realize the 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 tick on on this time bomb had gotten so low this is the thing this is the thing somebody took the pin out of this grenade I wasn't prepared (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so yeah I mean she's really laughing a little too hard and then she's like you know my normal's hanging out with friends and really my abnormal is when the rare time that Robert has a night off and I'm like yeah let's go like okay ha 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 oh that's nice Daniel so I'm just like I wish she would just pull back if she just like dialed her dialed this back it everything would have been so different yeah yeah you don't want to be the only person laughing at your joke about how you never see your partner (laughs) never (laughs) while everyone stares at you with various shades of horror Uh uh-huh they're not laughing because they know it's true they'd be laughing if it wasn't that's what we take take heed of (laughs) if that ever happens to you guys just know this might be the time the breakup breakup might be me happening um so then carl after dinner tells danielle i think it's time that we you know have a long overdue talk so he says i know there's been a lot of conversations with you and Lindsay. it seems pretty complicated i'm just like trying to figure it out so danielle says well i don't really want to hear it from your perspective so carl says well it just seems like like you guys made some good ground at first and danielle's like yeah totally but just kind of seems like something happened at your housewarming party where things came undone so carl then says well me and Lindsay, and this is where i'm like okay you're lost her <laughs> we feel yeah. don't be me no i know and she already clearly felt some kind of way being pulled aside you're right and when she started out by saying like oh, I want to hear how you feel about this I felt like I could see conversations in the past where like Carl and Danielle have like talked explicitly about like something crazy Lindsay's doing yep and and as soon as Carl pulls out that we you're right like it's just like whiplash like yep we're not in that universe anymore Hmm. we feel like you're not really on board with our relationship <sighs> you know we've been dating for 10 months and like obviously we dated a long time ago but like you know we're very happy we're in love shut the fuck up boy guys don't say this don't say to your ex-girlfriend um i'm really happy and in love with my my new girlfriend i don't care if you guys broke up 15 years ago it's so rude you don't need to say that she knows did she She watch what happens live with Lindsay and Sam uh I I know no I like okay. kind of watched it no because like I don't even remember how it came up and I was gonna say ask if you remembered it but like I think like they were talking about this and Andy was like well Carl's really good at finger banging so like maybe oh <laughs> <laughs> maybe it just like stuck in the memory and it was both really funny and really awkward and like, I do remember because cause... then Lindsay was like well I don't know did he finger bang her and Carl's like I mean like, like a long time ago a long time ago <laughs> I did yeah, I did see just, that part you don't want to 
be like this is messy enough I feel like we don't need to be like really bringing that element in again as a prominent part of all of this like do you are you jealous is that the problem because like we're really happy just so you know I don't know if this is like some issue from all those years ago when we used to date but like just so you know like it's not gonna happen <laughs> I, mean, I know we really wanted it to work out between you and me but that was a long time ago yeah. and I'm just really in love now the thing is like I actually do think that if there is a jealousy element to this it is about them being in a solid relationship when like hers is right. not that way yeah but it's it's hard to like this is so uncomfy and like weird and doesn't need to be said this way not not in this way like it's just never going to hit your eardrum correctly like it's it's never gonna sound right so danielle has to be like no that's not it at all like i love you guys together do i think you guys are moving hella fast a thousand percent but carl says listen i appreciate how you defended me against kyle earlier this summer and danielle goes so you're only okay with me when i'm defending you (laughs) carl goes no but like I was hearing you were questioning the speed of things and listen, you moved in with Robert after like a couple months. And so Danielle goes, are you guys not shopping for rings? Like what's going on? And Carl goes, yeah, but, and then Danielle just goes, okay. <laughs> Pillow over the face, like screaming. Carl looks like, what the fuck just happened? I mean, it was again, like I'm, Dear listeners, you hear it. I am trying to be, we are trying to be so here for Danielle, but like <laughs> the pillow scream, I was like, and I'm out. And I'm out again. Like, yeah, don't scream stuff. into a pillow. Like, you're not really like, you're not really like, you're not giving like, I love you guys together vibes. No. <laughs> it's the thought of a ring. Yeah. It emits a blood curdling stream from you, but from behind a uh, you know crate and barrel pillow, that's not good, babe. It's not good, um, and it's not a good. <laughs> and I also like, she, obviously, she's very frustrated this, but like, explain why? Why are you so frustrated by the speed in which their relationship is moving? Because you keep just like being like, oh, but aren't you guys getting engaged? Uh, but what's the problem with it? Like, what's be specific. Yes. Right, exactly, exactly. Because also, like, I mean, you know, again, I don't think that it is necessarily that fast. However, like, I mean, the idea of, like, me being engaged in, like, 10 months makes me also much like Paige want to cry um, and, like, uh, call for my mother. Like, I understand. Um, But, um, you know, like, it, it them also getting engaged doesn't mean that they're gonna get married like two days after that right like right like it's they're not it's not like all happening so immediately like it's fine like it is not a big deal um it is it's just not worth like the decibels that you just emitted into the you know you don't want to get any you want to get the house in trouble like you already got all those permit issues like don't get annoyed i totally agree Oh my God. Do you have any final thoughts on a summer house before we get into this next? I'm uh, I'm intrigued by the preview for next week if Carl and Lindsay actually have like a disagreement slash fight. Like I, 
I want to see it, right? Like, and I'm, yeah. I'm more on board with them as a couple than you are. And I, but I want to see them fight, but I want to see it from my own eyes. I don't want people to keep like telling me about how they're bad together. Uh, I'm so I'm interested like by that. I, I, I'm feeling like this is a fake out. Like she might be referring I, to I somebody else. Yeah. yeah, I think you're right. Because even when she was saying like, I want you to like stand up for whatever, I feel like she was referring back to what happened when Kyle came at her and Carl mm-hmm. didn't say anything yeah um, but I, I think you're right it does seem like a tricky editing but um we'll see we will see all right let's move into Vanderpump Rolls uh, oh. <laughs> I hate it here if you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. As we all know, when it comes to everyone's business, I like to mention it all, but when it comes to mine, I like to keep things a little bit closer to the chest. But that method doesn't always work when it comes to your mental health, and we all need a way to purge and get it out. Therapy is a safe space to do that and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down by learning positive coping skills and all the tools you need to help you be the best version of yourself. BetterHelp is entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. So you can just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash everyone's business today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash everyone's business. I've seen Katie over the years be a very proactively vindictive person. So she is like savoring this like the best piece of Wagyu steak that you've ever had. You get a lot of joy out of working on as well. Yeah. Cool person. Insane, dude. Get the out of here, man. I want to get out of the village. 
<laughs> I just like I I texted you this yesterday because I had like a crazy day yesterday and basically like was busy up until the moment of like sitting down like 10 minutes before the episode started and so I felt like I had like already been on like a careening train all day and then that episode just like whew, took me out shaking I was physically shaking but before we get into the episode we got to talk about the deleted scenes or the never never before scenes that came uh from the episode prior um starting with them all at Sheena's dinner and Raquel at the hibachi dinner and Raquel that was the hibachi dinner right it was a dinner it doesn't matter but they were all at dinner and basically they were talking about um how did the conversation begin with Sandoval being supportive oh because they were talking about Katie and you know Ariana's talking about you know there's a person on the other side of this is probably really heartbroken um and Sheena's like well yeah don't you think I understand like I know what it's like to be in a fallout from a divorce I moved to another state which I totally forgot about Sheena's Vegas era <laughs> I know because we barely saw it on tv but she said you know Sandoval was there for me and Raquel's like I'm so glad you said that because he was really there for me during my pageant and we see that clip of him like telling her how to pose and then uh she's like you know it's kind of a blessing in disguise that I didn't win that pageant because I wouldn't be acting this way if I had won Miss California which is very telling we know girl um and <laughs> the, it's true it is not winner behavior I'll say that it is definitively loser behavior <laughs> no doubt about that um so then there was the other clip in which they're all in uh Sheena's pool after Raquel and Schwartz had made out and then he immediately was like I'm gonna pass out see you later uh they all get in the pool and there's uh somebody taking pictures of Tom Ariana who's topless and Raquel all together in the hot tub and they're like posing and it's very sexy very like uh what's that movie with Ryan Phillippe from high school the sexy cruel intentions yeah very cruel intentions vibe <laughs> and um Ariana says oh my god we can never post these pictures it looks like we're in a throuple and she's laughing but they're not they're just like staring at her like yeah that'd be crazy right <laughs> And I attempted to try to drown myself. So <laughs> literally yeah, like, I, <laughs> could a bite a lightning bolt from your necklace strike you right in this hot tub right now? Just electrocute the shit out of both. <laughs> just like, yeah. I, and I gotta say, like, I don't see how people like hear and see this and think like, oh, they were actually in a threesome and a threesome gone wrong. I'm like, I, you were crazy. Yeah. yeah. I just don't see how you could like see this and get that out of it. Um, but yeah, I don't either. <sighs> I don't. sad. Um, so everybody gets back from Mexico at the beginning of the episode. Um, you know, James and Allie are unpacking and James briefly says that he feels like shorts and Raquel might start dating, but Allie's like, you know, I love shorts, but he's like 40 and he wears pajamas out. So I just don't see it happening at all. Like, I don't think, I don't think that and I would like to say that I have um in pencil um written my name down on my Allie Luber stand card 
I, I'm with you. I'm like, um, what's the, like, uh, you know, can I adopt a star in, in honor of Allie Luber? Like, you, can you adopt know, a penguin. <laughs> it, was, it was a play on the adopting the penguin and Allie being an astrology girl. I wanted to adopt oh, a sure, star sure, for sure. her. Got it, got it, got it. Um, I, I, I got, I love her. I kind of love her. It was refreshed by her. And I was telling Liz the other day that the realization that she was like 27 and not like 15 to 22, like I originally thought was actually did better for me than you would have thought. Like I actually found that refreshing and not the other way around. I felt the same way about Gabby from Summer House when I found out that she's what, mm-hmm. like, I think like 30 something. Mm-hmm. I felt this exact same, but I, with you, like, I mean, the idea that she's not like a fresh out of the oven, 21 year old, like, um, I like her more. Right. Like she's constantly wearing anthropology, like from the 60% off rack, like mm-hmm. very prairie chic, but like yep. LA. We have the same bralette from Aerie. I, I, I was going to ask that. you, I was going to ask where you got that from. Yeah. <laughs> it's from Aerie. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, she she's a vibe. She's a vibe. And I think she's a smart girl. I hope I'm not wrong about that, but I have been before. So anyway. Um I'm ready for her to join the show. Full time cast member several seasons down. I'll be like, remember when Allie joined the show? Uh, but that's how we do things on Vanderpump, and I'm okay with it in this <laughs> circumstance. Exactly. There are rumors that James may have proposed to her because they were possibly in Mexico over Coachella weekend. Which we know how important Coachella is to James, but we also know now that Lala called him out how he can't do anything related to the desert when it comes to um, <laughs> nuptial with 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 Allie. So, um, congratulations if it's true. I mean, that seems. Uh, let me take it back to the summer house recap. Hella fast, yeah. but you know what? Um, That's our Jamesy. Mazel tov. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so Katie comes over to Tom's to pick up the dogs, just do an exchange. She's all business, but of course, Tom, who's like up his own ass, doesn't pick up on it. He's like, Oh God, so overstressed out. Like we literally don't have a kitchen staff right now. Blah, blah, blah. Katie's like, yeah, that sounds awful. Bye. Click (laughs) over it, over it. And Katie says in a confessional, it really feels great to not have to deal with this anymore. Like that's it clearly Schwartz doesn't get what he wanted out of that relationship or that uh, interaction with Katie so he calls Crustache who's filming confessionals so Tom's like oh you know he tells him business business I don't give a fuck about Schwartz and Sandy's um but then he's like oh man I'm just calling you because Katie left right away like usually when we exchange the dogs we kick it we catch up but like she left like 30 seconds man like really stressed I did nothing wrong I did nothing wrong keep telling yourself that bro keep doing it keep trying and he's every time he says it he like says it in a way of like he's trying to convince us like especially in his confessionals he's like i did nothing wrong exactly (laughs) like um yeah it seems to be like from what i see on social media a lot more subjective as to whether or not this is appropriate to me 
I don't think this is a conversation that Eden needed to be had. It's like unspoken. You shouldn't hook up with somebody from your friend group when you've been married for 12, in a relationship for 12 years. Like that's fucking messy. Um, But he also made her promises. And I feel like that's another thing that people keep forgetting. He's the one who told her, I would not do this. And then he's like, oh, let me piss her off by asking if she wants to um, trim my armpit hair. Oh, you don't? Okay, well, I'm going to do the thing that you told me exactly uh, not to do. So to say that you did nothing wrong. Keep going. Right. It's like, I mean, I understand a lot of people see this and are like, well, this is just what they do on the show. Why shouldn't he hook up with anyone in the friend group? But, like, Tom Schwartz has been a piece of shit and, like, doing his thing on the side for many years. Yes. However, he and Katie have been a relationship on the show since its inception. I don't blame Katie, realistic or not, like, whether it was going to last or not. I don't blame Katie in any way for trying to put down a stake and being, like, I don't want to be like those other couples that we've watched on the show for all of these years, just trading people back and forth. I don't want that. I don't want to be involved with that. I don't want that to be my storylines because that is what feels implicit in all of that here. It's also, and, uh, you know, people judging early twenties situations on now late thirties relationships, like the so true. higher. They're different. Yeah. They're divorced. Yeah. They broke up, but it happened in real time on the show. Like, six months ago maybe right like that is not a long time to like be over somebody in terms of like being cool with like having the storyline on the show that you're both on being about him moving on with somebody else in the cast like it's it's actively hurtful like I mean you know I, I don't find it to be so crazy. And it is true that like my feelings on this may have been a little bit different, like um, had everything with Raquel not turned out to be the way that it is with Tom Cressy. Um, but like, I was already feeling like this even before, um, you know, things hit in terms of the affair. Like I was already kind of feeling like, oh, you know, I have not historically been like a huge Katie fan, um, except for the seasons that she was anti-Stassi. Um, <laughs> but like, I'm seeing her points here and it is at least making sense. Like, I don't think she's unreasonable for what she wants. No. And we're also talking about her limiting Tom from, you know, like three people in the world. You right. know, like, is that really that hard? It's like Lala, Raquel, and... Charlie? Maybe. Yeah. Think about her. (laughs) Right. right. No, because Charlie has a boyfriend, I think. Oh, yeah, you're right. No, she does. Yeah. So, so. yeah, just don't, like, and you weren't going to be fucking Lala anyway. So, you know, that was literally just literally one person. Yeah. And it's literally. Um, And it's so, it's so, so wild. So, um, Tom or Cross really is like, yeah, I don't really see what you did wrong, man. Like you're a single guy. We're on vacation, letting loose. And Tom's like, yeah, I was living La Vida Loca. Shut the fuck up. So <laughs> get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Ricky fucking Martin. Like, I don't even want to, I don't want to hear it. He's not even Mexican, Schwartz, by the way. 
Um, so anyway, he uh, then he, yeah, he's Tom says in a confessional, like, maybe I'm way off, you are, but by mm-hmm. my estimation, you know, Katie may be blowing this way more out of proportion than anything in our relationship. Like it kind of feels like I cheated on her. Like she's more upset about this than when I actually did cheat on her. <laughs> you fucking piece of shit. <laughs> the fact that he's all like teehee cutesy about like yeah, about like something that is extremely terrible to have consistently done for her for years and which she yeah. like would get upset about and then still let him off the hook for. It's just like he cares so little about her and he Ugh. but he he cannot even like uh, like the idea that anyone would even call him out on that he would immediately be like what no i love bubba like he hates her he right. hates her he fucking hates her and here's another point to katie's and like if you felt like this was so ridiculous or unreasonable why did you agree to it why didn't you tell her in the moment? I don't really think that's like something I can do. But instead you made promises that you weren't going to keep. And so, you know, you lied. Why? Do, well, if you don't get well, it, don't get it when she says just it. Like, he's allowed to change his mind, you know? Ugh. <laughs> oh, God. Well, God. God. <laughs> Tom has the audacity of telling Crustash, you know, I'll always support her. Like, I'm always going to be fine. I would always like, if you were to tell me that you and Katie were going to get married next week, I would be so supportive of you. And it's like, that is a very easy thing to say. Cause you know, and not even just cause they don't like each other, that Katie would never do that to you. Exactly. Happen. He doesn't even have, like, this is all a tantrum because she just like, you know, left dust behind her. Right. She, she like, came in left didn't give you the emotional support that you wanted from your you know your mommy um Mm -hmm. and he's now throwing a tantrum and imagine if she actually did something to hurt you like imagine how that would feel sir yeah but you you're so confident in saying it because you literally know she would never ever ever do that to you she would never treat you the way you treat her never great 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 um, so then Crosshouse was like, uh, it's funny you should say that, but, uh, you know, I got, I got some news for you. Shut up. Shut the fuck up. Um, then we see Charlie and Raquel hanging out at a park. Um, and Charlie, they sit down. Queen Charlie comes out and she says, uh, Katie invited me to brunch and I was disappointed with the information I was given. I think it's distasteful what happened at the wedding with Tom. And that was Katie's anniversary weekend for her wedding. So Raquel's like, I'm not thinking about their anniversary. Like, they're not together anymore. She also chose to go on this trip when she wasn't invited. And she knew what she was getting herself into. Like, everybody was going to be there. Which is something that I've seen a lot of people say. And it doesn't make sense to me. What? Katie? Katie's being petty. That is 100%. Which is also why we watch this fucking show. Yeah. I mean, there's there's a fourth wall element to it. Like she wanted to film, she didn't want to get left out of it. Like we get that, okay. But also, like, yeah, Katie was being petty, but she was being petty to Sheena, not to Raquel and Schwartz. So why would their reaction to her being petty to Sheena be like, let's make out? That doesn't make sense. That's not what she deserves for that type of pettiness. Absolutely not. Like, I mean, in Tom's warped mind, it's because 
well, you know, uh, I'm sorry to be making like so many mommy references here, but truly like it is like a, like a, that's the kind of like role he's fixing her into, right? Like, well, she told me no about something. So like, I'm going to go and like stick it to the man, right? Like mm-hmm. that's his warped logic, but like. I'm rock and roll. Uh, oh my god and like, establishment. <laughs> it has it just none of this follows this is all gobbledygook none of this makes sense oh my god she especially so- because like she, she was upset with sheena in the first place for encouraging them to do it so it's like right. well, she got mad at sheena so we're gonna do it anyway exactly like, exactly how that would be the reaction when this was the catalyst to the whole thing. Like y'all are the reason why she got herself in a fight. They're so wild. They're so wild. The need to punish Katie for this is the man. Tom Schwartz is a sick man. Tom Schwartz is a sick, sick man. So Charlie says, to be honest, Raquel, I wouldn't do that to my worst enemy because there's still a 12 year relationship to respect. And I, I was just like, I feel like Raquel's better than this. She's not. Sorry, Charlie. Sorry She's actively to, not. Sorry to point out. However, I can see why you would say that at the time. Sure. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, 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 no condemnation no. for Charlie. She was being but, a good person and a good friend. Yeah. She didn't know. But we here in 2023 are like, sorry, 2022, Charlie. She <laughs> is in fact not. <laughs> You're probably wondering how I got here. Um but, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's uh, yeah. Shout out to Charlie. So Raquel's like, well, if you wonder if we're going to be like dating or anything, like, no. And Charlie's like, yeah, I think that's a good idea. Raquel pitches this as like, this is an active choice that she's making. I know. (laughs) (laughs) But in in a confessional, she's like, look, if Schwartz did show any interest in me at all, like I would definitely be down to date him. But like, I'm not like Debbie Desperado here. Like, yeah, because you are who. Well, right. For, I wonder who gave her that line, by the way. Um, Debbie Desperado. She did not come up with that herself. No. Um, but more than that, it's just like, this is where kind of like the decoy aspect keeps coming into it, like, for me. Because it's like, all right, well, like, why is Schwartz suddenly so much like, oh, no, we're definitely not going to date. No, that's definitely not going to happen. Like, it's hard for me because like, like, I guess I'm like getting into a thought experiment, like, of if they were if they were to date right like how would that go like how would Raquel navigate that would she have not gone ahead with anything with Sandoval like where is that going to come into and that's where Mm. it's like the those questions and the questions that I have in the answers that I might supplement for them um or you know come up with for them lead me to think like okay well it's hard to come to a conclusion other than Schwartz had an idea of some kind that there was something going on between him or between Sandoval and Raquel. And so like removed him from the situation very swiftly and cleanly in a lot of ways. Right. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I'm inferring things that are not quite right here, but like, it's, it's just like, it's still an open question for me. I think like exactly how concerted a lot of Schwartz's actions were and at what point they, they were, they started to be like that. It feels a little too clean and convenient that he just was like, yeah, I'm not interested in her around. Exactly. Now that we know everything. Yeah. I yeah. See. And that, and he himself admitted that he found out. Yeah. Yeah. And like, we know at this point he knows. Well, yeah. 
probably no I think he does especially I well I um I was actually curious about a time like getting a getting a time frame on this and I looked up when Lala's birthday is I think it was September 2nd or something like that it was one of the first few days of September so okay, I was like, was okay, like two weeks after the wedding exactly so like all right if we're talking yeah. about now we're getting September here I feel like you know not only just being totally by the book how Schwartz said like I found out in August but even if it was like I don't know I feel like it's it seems to me like a pretty good uh guess that he by this point and things knew knew. yeah 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 yuck 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 um oh I want to say that um they have if you guys don't know Jackson Brittany doing like some sort of people's couch to the next couple episodes of Vanderpump Rules and I will not watch that but I do keep seeing clips and I guess in this week Brittany said that in October she Sheena was at a some sort of event and Sheena tells Brittany oh Raquel's there and I guess Raquel for whatever reason Brittany picked up Raquel or maybe they were going to the event and and Brittany was like oh I'll pick up Raquel but Sandoval was there this was October at Raquel's yeah so then she drove both of them to this event showed the picture and even Jax was like you didn't see anything like you didn't think that was weird she's like well yeah I thought it was weird but like you know Tom just has these relationships where he's like stuck on people so I didn't really know so you know it it was another interesting little uh you know nugget of information I did not watch the one for this episode but I did watch the one that they did for last week's episode um don't like I was (laughs) okay okay move on (laughs) um uh um no I was actually about to like make an excuse for myself where I was like do not judge me I was sick last week and so I was like consuming all the content that I could and I was like yeah I guess I'll watch this um and then I couldn't come up with like a it was like I don't know is sewage good like you know it's not in our homes I guess that's a good thing um but uh the thing that was particularly amusing to me about it is like they were so like trying to be so eagle-eyed in every scene from Sheena's wedding to be like, oh, like, do you see us in the background? Like, oh, uh, just look for the lime green dress. And like, uh, oh, honey, we were there. And like trying to like, just like, oh, Jax, I see your arm right behind like, you know, whoever's head. Um, and it was so sad. It was so uh, pathetic. <laughs> it was just really pathetic how they were like, and Jack said probably like, four times throughout the episode like oh man we really we gotta go back there we gotta we gotta call up sheena and brock and go back there you know just like <laughs> and he said it you didn't even like say at the same times. resort i know exactly <laughs> like there were a few times when he was like oh honey where were we during all this and she was like oh well you remember honey we weren't staying at the same resort and it was just so pathetic <laughs> like you definitely knew that Jax, but keep trying maybe this episode will be better because they weren't in it yeah capacity maybe they'll be a little bit more entertaining not that i'll be watching but somebody can tell me let me know um yeah i mean we'll see i'm I'm, if i get sick again i'll I'll, maybe i'll watch the rest (laughs) if you happen to get sick again in the next 24 hours let me know um so 
blah 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 like uh, Schwartz and Sandy's is in trouble Brett is fired the kitchen manager and Crust tries to act like Mr. Bobby Big Balls and screams in a confessional about how like the stakes are high for him because Brett can get another job and the other man can pay the rent but like you know he put a million they've put a million dollars into this his mom's retirement is in this and you know great I'm glad that consequences mean something to you too late though and i just like i mean first of all like how little i can i'm I'm, there were too many scenes about this fucking restaurant even in this episode like it has been two seasons on just this restaurant before that it was tom tom i'm done i don't want to hear anymore like open the place don't open it i'm over it yeah, I don't need these scenes of like Lisa wringing her hands over what right. whether or not she's gonna like swoop in and save them. This is not happening. <laughs> Who cares? And they're clearly not doing the work that they need to get the place open to. Like that, it is like actually also annoying. Like they're trying to make like Greg the villain. They're trying to make it seem like Brett did something crazy. But like those people, you know, I, I'm not even like I don't even like Brett. I don't even like Greg. Whatever. But like they appear to actually be doing things that are related to getting the restaurant open. Like these two are like getting drunk in Mexico and they're, they're not like, we see them actively avoiding their responsibilities and talking about like getting couches, like doing all the fabric, like cut the shit and do what you're supposed to get it done. And then don't like scream on camera about how it's not open when like, we have not seen you actively working towards that in any way. Yeah, and I actually, like, if I were Brett, I would actually be pretty pissed off about him being like, well, Brett can just get another job. Like, this is, like, his actual career. Like, you're guaranteed hundreds of thousands of dollars for filming yourself. He doesn't have that life. Like, I know that you feel like the stakes are high. And yeah, you probably shouldn't have taken all your mom's retirement money. I imagine that would be very nerve-wracking. But, uh, you know... I you could probably get a couple Amazon deals and pay her back pretty quickly. So it's not really the same, actually. Truly. I mean, it's also like, I mean, I, I got to tell you, dude, like your mom's retirement is not our problem either. Yeah. Um, I, These are things know. that you should have thought about before you blew yeah. your whole life up. Yeah. So anyway, stupid, let's move on. Um, Katie goes over to Ariana's house. To Ariana's house to celebrate officially getting their location for something about her. By the way, I think, well, I'll tell you offline. Um, so <laughs> Cress says in a confessional that he's like jealous in a good way of their situation because you know it's so small and like their rent's a lot cheaper, and like, you know, they don't have people lording over them. It's like, well, these are all things that you should have thought about. Again, all conscious decisions that you made, sir. Yeah, yeah. And it a real interesting trend of you not realizing things until way after the fact and and thinking that it's our problem sounds like a personal problem my guy think about that so sad so sad for him (laughs) oh i hate him so then katie's like oh yeah i saw tom like earlier for about four seconds you know she tells him what happened with the dogs and the you know he was complaining she was like yeah peace out so crust is like okay so you guys are not friends you know are is it because of him and Raquel making out and Katie's like yeah that would be why (laughs) yeah (laughs) 
Chris, like, well, I don't really think it's like a that big of a deal. Uh, yeah, considering what the hell's going on in your life, it's not. <laughs> I can see that. That's true. That fucking uh, necklace that he's wearing during the scene, too. I'm just I mean, like, what Chris, <sighs> vacation Bible school did you get that from, sir? Who made I'm just? I'm upset. It's weird. It's it's like I am fucking some girl who goes to Burning Man, and she made this for me. You know, there's something about like his whole look this season, like the the hair, the mustache, the mm-hmm. like accessorizing, like even and, and like the style of outfits that he's wearing. Like it's funny because like I know that he's pretty tall. Like he's you know. I'm, he's not six feet tall he's close to it i'm sure Mm -hmm. um something about him is just giving off like the shortest energy (laughs) like and not and like he's he feels like he's an aspiring short king like Mm -hmm. i'm just like i don't know what it is about you but i feel like you're like he's got a lot to prove yeah but i just look at him and i just he literally looks shorter to me in this whole getup. i don't know what it i don't know what it is it's like some weird trick of the light where suddenly like he just is like shrinking into like you know the small stature that he deserves in terms of like you know his smallness as a person and that's not a knock on short people I'm very short I'm just saying or even short men like no hate I'm just like there's something weird about the energy it's it's a vibe and an energy um this is going to be a deep cut reference but there was a period where miley like went full hippie and she started hanging out with the lead singer of the flaming lips a lot and that's kind of what it is like he's like wayne Coyne hanging out with miley cyrus <laughs> look at that look at the picture if you don't know what i'm talking <laughs> so I'm, about i'm going to i'm <laughs> <laughs> um yeah basically Tom tries to cross dash rather was like you know they're just two decent people decent looking people in Mexico they just like decided to make out and you know also sometimes two decent looking people skip out on a bridesmaids getting ready for a wedding for three hours and things happen you know that kind of vibe decent decent looking people doing a lot of work in that comparison you just made truly also like again y'all are fucking old and i'm saying this is an age peer of all these people like you really can't control your hormones that much like we were at a wedding we're two good looking people like what do you expect <laughs> the, the bar is so low for their like hormones they're like i have that no too choice. is a good point there is it's been a long time since my hormones have been that kind of out of control and maybe like you know again like Maybe that's saying something about me rather than like them, but you're right. It's a, it's like 20 year old excuses on 30 year old behavior. Yeah. Yeah. This is me at my friend's first wedding at 22. Cause we got some free alcohol and I'm like, okay, there's like one cute guy in the, in the groomsman. Maybe I'll like try to make something happen. This is this energy. Like I had yeah. no choice. This is what you do. Instead. Oh, this it's is a like, second wedding. I was just going to say, it's our, 30, it's our 37-year-old friend's second wedding. That's, <laughs> now that I actually articulated, though, like, that kind of sounds like a vibe. Like, I actually, I wouldn't mind attending something like that this summer. I could get a little weird. Now that, yeah. <laughs> now that you do. Right? Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. Am I Team Sandoval now? No, I'm not. Please don't cut that clip. <laughs> 
Um, so then, um, yeah, Chris is like, yeah, two decent looking people. And Katie's like, oh, but we've had like a thousand conversations about this. Tom told me a hundred times he wasn't interested in her and that nothing would ever happen. It's just too close to home. So Chris Ash just shrugs and he's like, well, people change their mind. <laughs> so then Katie says, but it's the aftermath. And when he goes, but is there aftermath like that you're going to have to deal with? Ariana says, well, yeah, they're not friends anymore. So there is an aftermath. And that was going to make it really difficult for her and Raquel to be friends. Really hard. So Katie says, yeah, she's a whore. Both Crustache and Ariana are like, no. And Ariana says she does not get paid by anyone to do anything. And Katie goes, well, she should because she's acting like one. And Crustache looks like he wants to crawl right over that island. Like in defense of his woman. Well, he wants to crawl right over the island into 1998 where Katie has is with her outfit and calling people <laughs> whores. Like she's, you know, um, yeah i mean like we don't use those words about women anymore katie like to ins- to put down or insult women it, um, honestly the stassi really you know. goes out on that one right right it's yes i i yeah you know ariana's just a good person ariana is a really good person and that's it's the just, takeaway yeah <laughs> well the joe thing was really interesting when they started talking about it next um yeah i wanted to hear more about that because crustache says you know there's a situation where katie says i've been pretty respectful of him and crustache is like well i don't know about that really because is it like tom's not supposed to have any girlfriends what's the deal because joe stayed with him for like three weeks or whatever and joe called me crustache crying saying that katie was calling and leaving me nasty messages so what's that about (laughs) katie what did you do (laughs) katie what happened (laughs) well you know i gotta be honest like part of what it was what was like really putting me on katie's side was like oh the whole idea is like him not dating someone in the friend group but like katie would be totally fine if like he was dating someone else and like you know there's all the stuff going on with joe and like katie hasn't said anything about that and it's like, oh, no, actually, like, Katie's also been rage texting Joe. Okay. <laughs> well, um, you know, I, I'm i glad we heard about it finally, because it was this weird thing lurking in the background for, like, 10 episodes. Right. Um, right. I mean, they do say that the difference is that, like, they tried to keep that a secret, which, you know, we'll get into that in a second. But first of all, Katie says something very funny in a confessional that Joe was literally Kristen Doty's crazy friend. And if you're Kristen Doty's crazy friend, that says a lot about you. <laughs> it and is. Then, I mean, it's again, like a chilling per- person to imagine. Yeah. <laughs> like, Especially because we only see her in these like black and white photos where or black and white footage where she's like walking away. I'm like, God, it's like the, ugh. Like the jinx. I mean, What's going on there. I was gonna say, like, one might even use the word spooky. Yeah, <laughs> it is spooky. Spooky. Is that what Katie called her? Spooky. Bit? Yeah, she called her. I think she called her spooky Joe. Or like so said funny. that Joe is spooky. I'm gonna start calling people that. You're I know it's a good one. <laughs> um. So yeah, Katie's like, you know, the last, the, the first text message i got from joe after we announced our divorce was like oh i'm here for you i'm gonna support you but then like two seconds later she's moving in with my ex like that's the kind of bitch that she is so 
Crossdash says, I just think there needs to be a healthy separation. Katie says, people are acting like I delegated this information to Tom and made him do it. We decided it together. And Ariana says to Crust, yeah, he was the one who wanted to be friends, Schwartz. So Katie says, listen, I had one request. If you want to go around fucking my friends, you don't get my friendship anymore. That's it. And for anyone who can't understand that, may God have mercy on your soul. And I pray that no one ever does that to you. Uh, I'm stressed. I just, I, I, this is the point in the episode where I like put down my phone and stared open up at the TV because I was like, oh shit, it's here. The foreshadowing has arrived. <laughs> and then cut to Ariana after that line. I was like, oh my God. Uh, I was so stressed out. Then we head over to Sir for see you oh. next Tuesday. And it just gets from worse to fucking worse there. The Toms are there. LVP's there. Raquel's pretending to work, right? So Lisa shows up. James is on the ones and twos. And they're like, keying, like, oh, a lot happened in Mexico. Tom Shorts is making out with Raquel. And Lisa's like, yeah, I heard there was like a little flirtation, but... James says, no, Lisa, it was weird. Like, it's all the guys that serve. Like, who's next? Camera pan over to Sandoval. And, and you know, camera pan over to me spinning right off the rails in my little apartment. <laughs> Just Truly. like, I, this is, I, we haven't talked about this before, but I feel very strongly like this, this is the first episode where, like, the editors were like, oh, we know what's going on. Because the foreshadowing started, I, I just, like I sorry to be clearer I feel like this is the first episode where the editors like already knew about like Scandaball and I because Mm -hmm. the foreshadowing is off the charts in a way that like too much it yeah like they had to know by this point like I feel like this is the one where I feel um like I see them creating the foreshadowing for us in a Mm -hmm. way that I didn't see in the previous episodes um definitely definitely Oh my God. So Lisa tells James that she thinks like he might be a little bit jealous of Raquel or what's going on with Raquel. James is like, no, when is everybody going to understand? I don't care about Raquel. She'll make out with fuck fucking sweaty Pete after six hour shift. And then she'll move on to <laughs> Mr. Fucking buzz button over here. <laughs> the references <laughs> from this man. Like I had to really think the buzz button from that, from that bar. Is that like a thing of Schwartz's? That's so funny. I I I don't know actually. <laughs> like I, <laughs> Mister Fucking Buzz Button over here. So Lisa goes over to sit with the Toms. They're sitting on like a little love seat, just the two of them. And the first thing Lisa goes is, "You guys haven't been here in a while. What are you two sniffing around here for?" Uh, yeah, and then the the answer appears. Hey, can I take your order? yeah <laughs> you guys want any drinks <laughs> yeah. so then lisa goes to shorts like oh have you and raquel seen each other since you guys left mexico and they're like no and they kind of like give a awkward high five situation so raquel goes you know obviously i don't see us dating or anything but like it's fun chatting with you and tom's like yeah i love chatting with you my friend's girlfriend so Schwartz says in a confessional, you know, I wouldn't mind kissing Raquel again because she's gorgeous, but like, I just don't want to be in a serious relationship again after being in one for 12 years. <sighs> okay. Off Schwartz. It's like, 
there's no doubt it like we've already said this but truly like there is no doubt in my mind that he knew about tom and raquel by the scene yes even if he didn't know in mexico he knows now it's like the way he keeps covering his mouth throughout Mm -hmm. the entire scene like it's so clear like you're they're not they're not at sir because schwartz is trying to get close to raquel so why are they there why are they there yeah why are you there um and i have to wonder like who was she planning on filming with like was was she planning on just filming with james and raquel did they pop up and she was like yeah why are you guys here what are you sniffing around here for like, i would that's like that's a great question that. i would really because like the other know. the other interesting thing about this is um i she clearly didn't expect them to be there i think um or like that wasn't the purpose or or maybe things were just editing in a different order because like this shows up before she they come over to her house a little bit later which is where they like sit down and like talk about like oh so like how was mexico like and they kind of like talk about the whole business thing but that was so weird for me because in that later scene i kept thinking like but she just saw them at sir like Mm. i don't i don't get it like what so that's what made me kind of think like oh maybe she was really truly surprised to see them there and like yeah so didn't go ahead with like the scene that she had planned to shoot with them later um about like asking about the business stuff right right the whole scene was just so weird very weird very weird so raquel asked them like do you guys want anything to eat and cross says like oh we can't hear you like come over here raquel so schwartz gets up so that raquel can sit down next to crustache and you know lisa's like um excuse me she's working (laughs) by the way like hello so then tom's like making these long lingering glasses glances and lisa taps crusty on the knee goes why do you like this so much you've got a smile on your face and then not only does this little idiot give her the smuggest shit-eating grin he sticks his tongue out like see what i'm doing like he's so pleased with himself like a little pig and shit it is slut pig he just yeah right like a five foot one slut pig (laughs) just like that stumpy piece of shit i mean and like way to tell on yourself to lisa fucking vanderpump like she caught you called you out for it and you were like yeah see and the looks that she gives him throughout the rest of the scene Uh are like and this is i mean like lisa is so um so hard to watch for me in the show because it's so like everything is like fake and like stupid and manufactured um but like i love lisa what (laughs) exactly you can tell when it's not exactly (laughs) and like when she's giving him a look like she's giving him in the scene i feel like you're seeing like lisa vanderpump's got the wheels in there and Mm -hmm. those wheels are a turning and she's seeing something and she doesn't understand it so she's not remarking on it but she's filing everything away about what's happening now and like yeah and and like god so like the whole scene i feel like even the whole like thing where they're like where he says like katie called you a whore and raquel is like oh like kissing people makes you a whore like you could see that they were trying to attempt to like they had like choreographed this scene beforehand like you could just see that 
A thousand percent, a thousand percent. Um, yeah, because then like she has to tell him like both of the Toms, have you guys spoken to Katie? And Crustash is like, yeah, you know, I did see her earlier, Raquel, like, you know, she called you a fucking whore. So Raquel just kind of takes that in, but she says in a confessional, Katie's so rude and so bitchy. She's always trying to, she, Raquel, is always trying to grow and be a better version of who she was, which is rich. And then she says, you know, I think a big roadblock that's happened for me is like trying to be liked by other people. And then Raquel starts crying and says, you know, there are either people, people who either charge your battery or they drain it. All the girls drain my battery. And I don't want to have that in my life. What did Ariana do to you? I actually didn't even catch that she said that second part. Yeah. That is, that's mind boggling. I think I was too busy. I was stuck on the like roadblock uh, being like liked by other people. And I was like, oh, don't worry. That's not going to be a problem that you have to deal with anymore. <laughs> don't worry about it. Um, you should take that off of your list of worries. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, like pretty rich to say something like that when we see like, Sheena making herself look like a fucking idiot bending over backwards for you and like the way that Ariana has done nothing but like stand up for you while simultaneously trying to like manage and support her friendship with Katie yeah and for the record like let's really talk about how we can truly in real time be unsympathetic to Raquel and how she hasn't learned in Miraval or whatever healing spa trip she's been on bullshit because not only not 24 hours 48 hours ago by the time you listen to this uh she took away all of the highlights on her instagram except for one that one instagram story being sandoval dressed up like her during halloween and like prancing around so that's like the biggest middle finger to all of us including ariana she does not give a fuck okay and this it is, is currently I have to look at this and like, you know, there's a, there's a measure of trying not to judge her, what her words in the past by what I know about her behavior since then, but like she made all those decisions after everything that happened in the past. Correct. I'm not going to pretend I don't know this kind of thing, by the way, like we don't view a lot of other housewife shows like through that kind of lens of like not knowing what we know in real time so like why should I give that kind of like luxury to Raquel of like treating this as like separate from what I know about what's happened since then like Mm -hmm. can't think of a good example which kind of dampens my point but I stand by it (laughs) um but just like you know I forgot the second point I was gonna make I was really fired up but you know what (laughs) I'll come back to me okay (laughs) um yeah it's just she's 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 wild. Like to say that people drain your battery and to say, um, you know, like I need to be liked by other people is just like, yeah, to, to be saying that in that time. So stupid. So cross LVP actually is like, why would you tell her that? Why would you tell Raquel that Katie said that about her? Like what, what's in it for you? And Crust is like, well, I just feel like she should know. Like, she's a really sweet girl. Like, she doesn't have a lot of people in her corner. And she doesn't have a bad bone in her body. So I'm going to put my bad bone in her. How about that? That's, I just, it's like. <laughs> I'm going to give her the worst bone of all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
yeah and got some rotten bone like <laughs> ready for her I just like and you know Tom's like what do you mean why why would I tell her that to make like Katie look bad like of course come yeah. on Lisa keep up it's been 10 years yeah so he even like Raquel walks away and Lisa's like surely that upset her I don't know why you would tell her so he gets her to come back and he's like no like talking to her kind of like like a boyfriend they're staring into each other's eyes yeah. and like touching each other like like he she has her hand on his like waist and he has her hand on her shoulder and mm-hmm. I just wonder like how we would have received this energy if we didn't know about their affair like, right like would it have just come off as like big brother right but like he's looking because I think that's what he's trying in to do. her eyes exactly yeah. but like his body language is just uh, this reminds me of like oh when m- me the the oracle of Washington DC texted you in like episode fucking like two yep and they were doing like he Tom and Ariana were doing that couch scene yep and um I was watching that scene and was like completely shocked because I felt so taken aback by his body language and you know it is it sounds really like dumb now because it sounds like I'm like retroactively being like oh I called this which was not it at all but no, like no. I saw his body language in that scene and the literal first thought that came into my head was like he's cheating on her but I didn't actually like seriously think that it was more of just like that was the read that I got from that couch where they went to go pick up the couch he was like not looking at her he would barely make eye contact with her he was like sitting facing the totally different direction whereas she's like sitting facing towards him like the the body language and everything between them was so off that like and we texted about it and you know it was like you know and and even then I I think I was just like oh just something seems like it's weird between them um yeah you thought it was them and I said I think it's just like his overall I like I think it's him in general and right. I think we're both right. <laughs> it, we were to- totally right. Because I was like, yeah, of course you're right. Because like, you know, and even if something is up with them, like that's not actually that crazy. Like they've been together nine years. I expect that there are ups and downs. But like, I think about that moment and I think about the way that he's like interacting with Raquel in this scene. And it is like, oh, just like right in front of us. And that is, by the way, no nothing to say that like Ariana should have known or like should have expected anything like that I'm not even getting mm-hmm. close to saying that I'm just right. saying like it's you know kind of crazy how how much you can't hide some of this kind of stuff you show yeah. your body yeah yeah and it's like yeah and looking back at it now it's like oh you're like physically unconsciously separating yourself from Ariana yep mm. oh god so then after this lala has ali and katie and christina over to talk about her birthday party lala's birthday her 32nd birthday is coming up they're all gonna have a dinner at the club or whatever she tells everybody she invited everybody except for raquel schwartz and charlie and then katie announces the wait is over ladies i know you have not met this man but this guy that i've been telling you about he's gonna come to the party and all the girls are like great we've they all say like we've never even met this guy (laughs) which is interesting um so 
she says like i i just thought it was gonna be fun like i met this when i was this dude when i was out with my girlfriends i thought he was just gonna be a good time i came for the d stayed for the conversation and here we are we're still kicking it and i'm just gonna live my best life now like <laughs> that's it that's it and lala says yeah schwartz has made it clear that he does not give a fuck so now you can fuck his friends whoever whenever you want it is what it is that's about the first time i've wholeheartedly agreed with lala this season right <laughs> it's like <laughs> yeah okay it's like he brought bowls from morocco that's that's kind of cute when they bring something from morocco you know it's real right and I know that Satchel. from personal experience. We'll move on. Oh. Anyway. Oh. Um, so- <laughs> Keep it cute, girl. Keep it cute. So the Toms go over to Villa Rosa. We find out Rose the <sighs> pony died. Honestly, the only thing worth discussing is Schwartz popping off at Crustache. Oh, because- the only redeeming thing. I-, I was like, I'm sorry, are we talking about Schwartz and Sandys for a third time in 20 minutes? I'm <laughs> fucking done. And then... Schwartz starts to like ratchet up and I was like oh no I'm interested Uh, keep going I'm sad yeah I'm sad um so yeah it starts off with Schwartz talking about like the port a part that they need to order for the refrigerator or something and then Crustash keeps going about how like they just keep getting bogged down in like the little things when they need to just open the doors and Schwartz is just like bro shut up you can huff and puff and be as loud as you want but you don't back it up with any action or any fucking effort. So I don't like, I don't want to hear it from you guys. So Lisa's like, you know, that's a really big accusation and I'm really stressed out. So I can't take this, but also talk this out right now, but I can't take it. It's too much stress, but also just get really close to the camera, but I can't do this. And then she's like, trying not to laugh. And I love that. I love when Lisa like, turns up the style. Oh, <laughs> Well, I mean, because she was looking at this and she's like, yes, yes, yes. Wasn't expecting this, let's go. (laughs) Exactly. Well, and she's right, right? Because I'm looking at this and I'm like, I'm going to take a full hour. I would take a full hour of Schwartz yelling at Sandoval. Like, I'll take that. (laughs) I'm ready for that. I hate Schwartz, but I I, I will love him for this. Let's get into it. Schwartz is like, you know a perfect example we were supposed to submit submit the fucking menu but he went to band practice and and in the daytime he got your nails done and he waited until 12 30 in the morning and i was about to pass out before we could get to this menu so this idiot in the mustache says you know the band practice has been scheduled like weeks in advance and i'm not about to walk around with some grubby chipped nails shut the fuck up how long does it take to come up with a menu like how many tastings have you guys been to just okay it like what more can there be say if you want it right right i mean like and i know that that's kind of what they're trying to like put on to brett and greg but like i mean what's implicit and actually like schwartz saying like they're objectively not ready to open like i believe that i believe that it's actually like they're not ready to go because there's all this basic stuff they haven't done and like I believe that a lot of that is because they haven't signed off on some of the basic one, two, one, two, three shit that they need to like get everything actually in order. Yeah. The restaurant might be open or ready enough, but like, I think Schwartz is saying you're not ready. You're not ready for an open restaurant. Well, and also like just open with drinks. Like I don't understand. Yeah. 
What's the hubbub? Again, oh, but you can't because you food. haven't. Right. And you haven't put together your drink menu and like figured out the glasses and like put it into the point of sale system with the prices. Like we already heard about that too. Yeah. Brett has been creaming his jeans trying to get that shit in the POS system. Just give it to him. Just give Brett it to him. Brett is sobbing in his car daily. Like, <laughs> give this man a break. Truly. <laughs> oh my God. So then let's move on from Villa Rosa. Uh, excuse me, y'all. Crustache tells Ariana he's gonna go to the store to get some stuff for his diet because we find out he's like due to get his sperm tested pretty soon. So, for those of you who did not um listen to the Howie Mandel podcast, which by the way, I gotta say something so quickly. This is so funny to me. I have never seen such a poor choice being made. As Howie inviting Tom Sandoval to come on his podcast, <laughs> it is because I'll tell you guys something like I was being petty before when they announced the podcast was going to come out. I'm like, okay, let me just, you know, as a podcaster, go and look at his Howie's Apple podcast page, because then you can see like what the rankings or not his rankings, but like how many uh, ratings he got um, and like what his rating is out of five stars, right? So before the podcast, <laughs> something like 400 ratings and like a four point something out of five. And then this is like a few days ago, it had doubled in ratings, but his rating had gone down like a point and a half down to like three point something. I got to tell you guys, I had the other day a three-star review which put mine down from 4.8 to 4.7 and it was a fair like I'm not going in on the person what they said it was fair however my frustration was like fuck it's not going to take me like a hundred five-star reviews or more to get back that tenth of a point that I lost Howie Mandel is his ratings are never going to get back to any type of like normal this was he, such a bad decision. That was, decision that was all so dumb. Through. He just like, oh man, you underestimate. Well, the thing is, right? Like, if Tom, it's if Tom had said things that were reasonable and not utterly horrifying and deplorable and sh- like out of control, shitty. Maybe it would have been a little different, right? Maybe the reaction would have been a little more tepid. Like ultimately it is like a, a big part of the reaction is because like the substance of what Tom said was so insane. Um, and now we knew nothing. Exactly. Nobody That's... involved. <laughs> exactly. So then it's like, how is an even bigger idiot? Because like, you know, do a little bit of due diligence, check in with your guest, like get a sense, right? Like because I know like, he thought like I'm sure how he went into this being like I don't need to do any research this is going to be a ratings hit for me this is going to be a, a home fucking run and he just right. ruined his death right. Right. ruined oh god bless so sorry Howie but, but anyway. I'm not really just um, like Howie Mandel Howie oh. Mandel Bobby's world so in that podcast, uh, as one of the thousands of excuses that Tom gave as to why he sort of kind of did, didn't, meant to almost 
sort of broke up with Ariana, definitely did, but also didn't and was going to, but then also wasn't going to, but then she should have known. But then also like I was going through a lot, but she was going through a lot, but she was also like a bitch about it, but not like me. Who's fun. But anyway, as part of that, he said, yeah, my depression makes me want to go out and do things. And she just wants to stay in bed. That bitch. Like, oh man. Yeah. Uh, nobody in the world's ever had the kind of depression that keeps them in bed yeah right never heard of that never i I have never heard of depression that sends you out you know to be social which by the way doesn't mean that that can't be a manifestation of depression right like but yours seems a lot less common than hers (laughs) correct (laughs) just saying that but anyway part of his, his excuses was that or what he tried to say was like tried to set the scene that she was crazy because he had definitely broken up with her maybe sort of kind of and after they definitely sort of maybe kind of broke up she tried to bring float the idea of like their uh fertilizing their like getting embryos right him getting a sperm tested him f- freezing a sperm whatever they were going to do like going towards the next step of envy or whatever so now that we're seeing here she's bringing it up this was like several months before he claimed that they broke uh, he broke up with her but also we see in a flashback that this was also brought up in 2021 and andy talked about that in the reunion in which andy's like oh what's going on And Ariana's like, yeah, I want to do it. But, you know, he doesn't listen to me. Tom doesn't listen to me. He's like, what? I don't remember you saying that. You didn't tell me to get my sperm tested. She's like, yeah, I've actually said it several times. He's like, oh, well, uh, I'll do it. And that was 2021. (laughs) And now here we are at the end of 2022. This is over a year that she's been saying that to him. But he wanted to act like this did not come up until like after he dumped her. So let's let the record reflect. Capital L lie. And he's, it's even, he just walks into this by bringing it up. Yeah. Like he didn't have to bring that up. No. And he did. And now he looks like an idiot. Hold on. Like, and like, I knew Tom was going to make it like, this is, this is a more macro point about this scene and like what he's going to try to do for the rest of the season. Like I knew he was going to try to make it seem like there were issues with Ariana and like, they fight all the time and like mm-hmm. she's mean to me she never mm-hmm. apologizes like he said that in the interview like he, i knew he was gonna try to pull that shit but you know i actually like oh, i am an unapologetic ariana stan like have been since she appeared like i love her uh but i still thought that there was probably gonna be some merit to his positions just from the fact that they've been together for nine years like I and I have seen Ariana I relate to these things but like I can be a know-it-all I can refuse to acknowledge when I'm wrong like I can see her being someone like that um but like now that we're starting to see this play out like it is so transparent that he is trying to drop these seeds Mm -hmm. to like make it seem like there are Oh, there's, he's like trying to make, plant the seeds for the viewers. Like there's problems in our relationship. Like, you know, oh, like she doesn't listen to me. She does all these things. It is so clearly conscious and he is very much planning this out. These are not organic problems. These are not like, these are, he's 
hooked up with Raquel. He wants to break up with Ariana. Can't do it and look like the bad guy doing it out of the blue. So, like, has to consciously plan out, like, the steps towards doing it. And he is not a good enough actor to be able to pull this thing off. Like, it's, he's so transparent. And I don't think he has any idea of how it's coming off. Not at, oh, clearly, clearly not. (laughs) Um, Yeah, no, he, uh, yeah, he's definitely being like fuckboy Appleseed and like trying to plant it that there were issues and whatnot like he's he's definitely definitely trying to do an exit strategy and it didn't work because first of all Ariana's being a lovely partner during this whole fucking scene right she's like <laughs> kindly and reasonably engaging with him and listening to him and like touching him fondly and like looking at him with love he, it's un. She should have questioned his intelligence. He's fucking stupid. She's literally helping. Like the what they're doing. Like she's got the pamphlet. She's telling him like what you need to prepare because you got to like five days of you know rest. Try not to stress yourself out. No drinking. No smoking. That sort of thing. And then she's like, oh, you know, I think you know the stress might be the the issue that you are gonna have you know hardest time dealing with, right? So. Then he, you know, he talks about, you know, all the stress that he's doing and blah, blah, blah. And Ariana, again, very like gently is like, you know, I feel like, because he says, you know, like, I got to blow off steam. Like, I got to be able to do that. And she's like, you know, I feel like we have got to find healthier coping mechanisms. Like we can do that without drinking and not even accusatory, like nothing like that. And he goes, yeah, well, you know, like we all have something. And she's like, yeah, we do. But like taking shots or not taking shots is, shouldn't be that hard to not do, right? And so Tom's response to this is like, I don't know, dude, like it's tough. Like sometimes to talk to you about stuff, like it's hard because like you literally never agree with me, dude. Like I feel like this summer specifically, every time I bring up a point, it's like, whatever. Like <laughs> Ariana says, like, I feel like we're allowed to have different perspectives. And he goes, no, I know, but it gets frustrating. I'm sorry. This is—is is this all you got? She wants you to not take shots for five days. This is—I mean, you know—he's—he's he's standing there like dirt up to the elbows, planting the seeds. Like he's just like he. What does this have to do with anything? It has nothing to do with anything. We haven't it's not like even saying quit. Yeah, drinking. we haven't. We haven't even seen her do any of the shit this year. <laughs> not a thing she's simply saying hey like maybe not even maybe we you you need to stop drinking for five days five days you grown ass man like maybe just don't do shots yeah you think you can i really need to blow up steam like first of all don't that sounds really weird like you should be able to be like yeah i can not drink for five days that that should be dark for even sorry somewhere use somewhere kyle cook is looking around in in shock and horror at the suggestion so (laughs) truly um yeah he basically just like you know every time i bring up a point i just feel like you know like just come for me right so then he says you know i just feel like the past few months i'll explain the situation or my point of view and it just feels like you're very quick to see the other person's point of view and like I don't want anybody to have my back end conditionally, but like sometimes it makes you feel me feel like you question my intelligence or like you think I'm an idiot in some ways. And okay, now we know what Raquel's giving you, just like yes. you said, Howie Mandel interview. <laughs> right. Well, oh, right. 
Yes, exactly. Like you've got someone, you know, nodding her head yes to literally everything you're saying because she's not sure exactly what to say in response. Yeah. Um. I, it's but again, like this is like what makes me angry is the portion of the audience out there who, um, Believes are it. stupid and do not understand that like Ariana is the best person on television. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, but who agree with him, right? And who are like, yeah, she like there she's always like that with him like blah 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 but again like to which I say like this conversation may have felt like it had more validity if we had it at a different time but like she has done none of these things to you this season we have not seen this at all there's no reason for you to bring be bringing this stuff up now like that's why it's so transparently like an attempt to like pave a path towards breakup exactly like this doesn't even seem like i'm willing to even concede a situation where like somebody has been bothering you and you're sensitive and like maybe what they happen to say at the time is not that crazy but it just hits you wrong but yeah. this, i wouldn't even give him that because i think he literally just like is trying to pick a fight with her <laughs> exactly exactly like uh, this has nothing to do with anything they've even been talking about and you're right Maybe it could be something that's simmering, but he's he's absolutely picking a fight. Yeah. And she didn't even take the bait. So good, good job, idiot. (laughs) She literally like pouring into him being like, Tom, I would never be with anybody that I thought was an idiot. And secondly, if I thought you were an idiot, I would probably be really nice to you. (laughs) I'd be so nice to you all the time. Just like, oh, and then Tom's like moves the goalposts and is like, well, like annoying. Like, it just feels like I always annoy you. And Tom goes, or Ariana says, Tom, we've been together for a long time. I can only imagine how annoying I am to you. Like, it just, just broke my heart for her. Yeah. Like, because also, by the way, she doesn't even say, like, we've been together for a long time. Like, of course you annoy me. She says, I can only imagine how annoying I am. Mm-hmm. Like, that is the most, like, kind thing a partner can say in that in that moment I think right yeah. like she's not gonna say like no you don't annoy me like she's not gonna try to pretend like that's the case but she's not gonna come down on you further by saying like yeah you are annoying like she's taking that in and saying like yeah you know and I know I do the same the same things to you it's it's what happens when you've been together this long and you love each other yeah and also let the record reflect that on Howie he said that after they went to couples therapy, Ariana changed for the quote unquote better and was like so great and loving, but it was like too late. So if this is bad, right? Like, yeah, it, 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 sorry, is yeah, is, is this her? Is this her not being nice to yeah. you? <laughs> like, and you know, I was also thinking this scene also made me think about. I didn't watch the whole interview with him. I preferred to watch clips and then watch your uh recap of it um yeah follow me on instagram at everyone's business but mine we do fun things over there i did my first live all about this uh stupid podcast so check it out 45 minutes i you guys literally thought i was like 18 minutes i blacked out i black i don't even know what i said Um, i was sitting in my office like with my headphones in just being like like don't call me nobody call me (laughs) Um, I was shocked when I saw how long that video was. <laughs> um, uh, no, but like another thing that he said during that interview was like, he was going on and on about how like Ariana 
Brianna never wanted to like have any of their like like real shit about the relationship on camera and like he was like mm-hmm. it's not fair right like I like I can't remember the exact phrasing right but the whole idea Basically, is like that, everybody like, bleeds out for the show and like when it came to Ariana yes. she just wanted to like pack her knives and go right which like I mean first of all she's only on the show because of you fuckface. like she's in a relationship with you and you want to be there like Ariana has always given the vibes of like I don't want to be here but I love Tom and I love Sheena so I'm here and that is part of why I love her by the way um but like it is so rich that he went on and on about how she was like like not wanting to show the real stuff when like he is actively participating in the biggest like right. fake storyline of Vanderpump right. Rules history. He's actively not showing us what he's really doing in his life and how his mm-hmm. life is really going. Yeah. Like what? <laughs> But everybody else has to be transparent. Okay. Right. Everyone else has to bleed out for the show, but I'm actually going to, like, fuck my friends or fuck my girlfriend's friend on, like, while we're actively filming, while the cameras are elsewhere, I'm going to go do snaky shit and then complain about my girlfriend not bleeding herself out for the show. Stupid. Stupid. That's not even a good reason to stay in a relationship, idiot. Like, it doesn't even make sense. It doesn't even make sense. Um, So then we meet, go over to Garcelle and Oliver meeting up with LVP. I just want to get through this very quickly because not to say that I don't care. Y'all know I go up for Garcelle. She is my bitch. But we got other fish to fry. Um, (laughs) Garcelle does throw a jab and Lisa takes it and runs. Because Garcelle's like, I would like a glass of Vanderpump Rosé. The best rosé I've ever had in my whole life. Better than any rosé I've ever tasted. Lisa Rinna. And Lisa Vanderpump's like, oh, is that true? Oh, thank God. I wish people could come up with a different idea than rosé. Because I did that first and nobody else come up with it. Fuck you, Lisa Rinna. Anyway, Oliver, how are you? So basically he talks about like Raquel. You know, she's really cute. He's definitely split up his, with his wife. They've been broken up for months. But, you know, he's he's got his, like, good, hus- good husband, a- ex-baby daddy voice. We're going to co-parent in a healthy way. We'll always be family. But we're not together. Officially, we're not together. So the, then he tells... The balls us, of doing this all on camera in this way. Just, like, Weird. I'm just full of question marks. Me too. Me and i don't need this and i don't need it um so after that it's time for lala's birthday party then we get another big scene that i would like to know when this was actually filmed because james and oh my god i had exactly the same reaction i was like oh this was filmed months later months later this may have even been filmed last week yeah yeah (laughs) so they're getting ready for the party and james asked Allie, oh who were you with last night? Because I couldn't possibly know the answer to that. And she says, oh, I was with Katie and Lala and Christina, but I'm scared because I feel like I started something last night. And so Allie says in a confessional, the last night as she was leaving Lala's place, they were chatting. She was getting her stuff, just like chit-chatting by the door. She mentions, oh, I saw uh, Sandoval and Raquel dancing together at the Abbey after See You Next Tuesday. So she tells James, 
I thought it was kind of weird because it was one o'clock in the morning and I was like, where's Ariana? Then Allie says in a confessional, I wouldn't be comfortable if my boyfriend was with some girls at 1am, but I guess everyone's different. And then, and then she's like, oh, sorry, what? what's this? Oh, thank you. As she's handed her first check for Vanderpump Rules. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much. Um, so then James is like, you know, I've noticed how much Raquel's been hanging out with both of the Toms, like both of them. Really best buds these days, aren't they? I wouldn't think too much of it. Anyway, let's get ready. <laughs> Just like right, which is like okay. <laughs> like if please, like if if he was hearing this for the first time for real, he would have gone straight back into like a oh, she went from Peter to Schwartz. Now exactly. she's on to Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You see it too, yeah. Allie. I know you do. Like, yeah. You saw, and he'd be like trying to chit chat cat chatty patty and gossip with Allie. And yeah. Ugh. yes which is fine yeah. look i mean they needed a setup to get that piece of information in like i know that the show is not above it like they, they need to the do thing. that but here's the thing though given what happened with katie and sandoval later like i i kind of feel like how much does editing and these extra scenes really matter because there were things that happened in real life and real You're time right. that are You're doing right. just as much work as these pickup scenes <laughs> Right. You're right. And actually, I think it would have been even more like interesting to receive the information the first time, even though we knew it was coming, but like to hear it from Katie, like mm-hmm. that would have made me go like, excuse me? What? Yeah. Tell me more. Yeah. That's not a scene that right. I filmed in any time. So that was real in real time. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. Um, Very, very interesting. Um, So then we go to Brock and Sheena's Brock and Sheena rather go to Raquel's apartment and Raquel's like pacing and is like you guys like Oliver's not really even separated and his wife's been posting all these Instagram stories saying like Oliver's got a whole bag of bitches or something and but she's specifically calling Raquel out right so Sheena's like no way like there's no way he would be coming around hello on tv with his mother who's also on tv no way he would be doing this if he wasn't separated and so Raquel's like yeah like we were making out in Vegas it seems like there was no question that he was broken up right so then she was like I think you should still go on this date and talk to him and then Brock these little two these <laughs> shout out to you guys I'm just gonna say like this is like a little match made and we, <laughs> we're really trying to starting to see like <laughs> it's clicking two peas in a pod (laughs) two peas in a pod and one vlogging camera they're (laughs) i love them i and this is not ironic i love them i like sheena shay is like there is like a legend well i was gonna say that there is yeah sheena (laughs) shay belongs on reality tv like sheena shay is lindsey hubbard they're different flavors they're different you know they're different like styles but like you know the dress is the same color thank you it is time that we put respect on sheena marie's name we need to do it and i'm ready i'm ready to do it um so brock is like well i think you should call the ex you go on the date and also (laughs) i think you should call the ex before you get there so Raquel does exactly that 
And in a confessional, she's like, you know, Oliver made it seem like at the very least he was going through a divorce. But the way Samantha's talking to me, she's saying that Oliver made promises that he's going to work on their marriage and that they're still living in the same apartment together. It just seems so manipulative and, and selfish. Uh, <sighs> and familiar? Well, you know, Does it also feel familiar, Raquel? Well, right. Like, I mean, I think I have been willing to allow Raquel to, you know, pull at least a small manipulation card about like, oh, Sandoval manipulated me. But like, you know, you, Bethany Frankel, you can't be smart and stupid at the same time. Like, Mm -hmm. you can't say this. And then, you know, you have a front row view to how Ariana and Tom are interacting with each other. Like, you know, if you can Not buy- you, bitch. You're the star of the show. Yeah, like front row view. Like she's literally sitting between them in the row. Right. Um, like, you know, if you can buy from her conversation with Sam that Oliver is telling her one thing, but doing another, like you obviously fucking knew that Sandoval was doing the same thing. You're all hanging out together at Halloween. You're going to concerts together. You're like- you know, dressing up as Sailor Moon characters together. Like, it right. is disturbing. I, disturbing. I, this is really, this whole situation has really, like, opened my eyes about cheating in a way that I'm, because this is so fucked up, I'm, like, maybe more gentle towards regular cheating now, which is weird. But the point is that, like, I, what was my point? I, the point no I'm with you by the way like I mean I feel like this is a controversial thing to say but like I often in like oh man I already opened a can of worms and I'm like slowly (laughs) trying to back away but like I feel like there's been moments where I've sort of been a little bit like "Eh, is it really that big of a deal when it comes to like cheating stuff like and I understand like I'm not trying to say that is the case for every single situation but like there have certainly been times when like let's say my friend's done something a little messy and I'm supporting her where like I've been like you know what it's not a big deal it's fine like it's not the end of the world you're not a terrible person like I this has definitely like kind of reframed some of my views in terms of like how absolutely out of control this whole situation is and like I'm so I get what you're saying Right. Like it just puts things into a different perspective when you see something like this unfold in this way. Yeah. I just, I guess I just feel like, I don't know. Like, I just feel like what they're both doing is just so wild. (laughs) It's so conscious. Here's what I was saying. Like, I don't understand how you can hang out with both of them as a couple and then also like the cognitive dissonance that has to go on where he's telling you like oh I'm trying to leave her but then also you're seeing very much that he's like with her acting boyfriend number one to Ariana like how you justify that when you're seeing it like I to my point like I could see like if you're with a dude who's you know got a girl or whatever but you're not seeing it that makes more sense to me but like you're actively hanging with them a lot <laughs> like a Both lot of that's exactly it like I think 
right like I was willing before before when I was like thinking of Raquel as being a decade younger than Tom like thinking about how like how much of a piece of shit Crustache is like just in terms of his manipulation what we've seen him do in terms of gaslighting and all of that stuff I was willing to buy a little bit more of like oh he manipulated her but like you're right like you can't square that like she knew what their relationship was like because she was literally sitting there with them yeah like she can't play the smart and stupid game with this and you're you're um, in front row bopping around next to the girlfriend you're on his shoulders at the fucking festival like yeah it's crazy so then so she gets on the phone with samantha the wife right and she's telling samantha like i hate being in this position i had no idea and she's like saying like oh i was excited to go on this date but like i'm furious that he put me in the situation now and sheena tells raquel just so you know you're gonna get dragged for this like you're gonna be the other woman and that's not fair to you it doesn't matter if you didn't know you're still that girl Sheena says in a confessional, I've been called the mistress for 17 years now, which, okay, what year? Does this happen in 2006? Did that happen? <laughs> wow, actually, that is like, um, I guess so. I, I guess I didn't realize that. <laughs> I'm not here calling Sheena a mistress, but I guess the people, the streets are. Oh, Every yeah. Time, like, right? I forget like, about it. And well, every once in a while, right, like I'll see like a TikTok come up where it's like, don't forget, like, well, like Sheena did it first. It's like, yeah, okay, <laughs> all right, yeah, yeah. I, I know I don't yeah. like Lala either, but like, come yeah. on, like, let's we'll just get into past it a little bit. Yeah, truly, <laughs> truly. So then Christina comes over to Lala's. It's her birthday. They're having like, I don't know, it seemed like. Lala was having like a breakfast sandwich and Christina had a salad. But anyway, um, that feels like something that happens a lot. But anyway, um, so Lala's like, girl, sit down. I got to tell you something. Christina's like, what? How? How does this happen already? <laughs> so Lala's like, yeah, I already sent you guys some of the screenshots. So she's telling her side of the Samantha and Oliver situation, being like, Oliver's wife, Samantha, reached out to Lala because she saw a picture of the group of them uh you know body language expert samantha notices that uh raquel is quite leaned into oliver and says as soon as i saw that picture something didn't feel right so she reads it out to lala and lala goes yeah i mean i had to tell you they did make out later that night so lala tells christina that samantha's going off or excuse me that she's gonna go off on raquel about this like i'm ready and then she goes you know keep in mind samantha's telling me that he went home to her after he made out with Raquel that night. So Lala says in a confessional, I know this feeling so well. I saw a picture of my ex walking with two chicks. There was nothing about the photo that was telling. And yet my gut was telling me everything I needed to know. It's like, yeah, because you've been in the picture, girl. Well, right. Exactly. (laughs) You're that girl. Let's ask Amber Childers if she saw any pictures of you and, and felt the same way. But anyway, um, so Christina was like, oh my God. And she was just calling you a mistress. And then she went on the date with this guy and he's married. And Lala's like, yeah, you know what they call that, Christina? It's called a mistress. 
she's all too happy she's I too know happy. I mean like I'm both like shut up Lala but I'm also yeah. like all right like you know like let's like I'll allow you to have your moments in the sun of feeling mm-hmm. like you're right about this you know whatever. not too much though not too much uh, no like, <laughs> it is a partly cloudy day absolutely for sure for sure um so then we meet satchel <laughs> so um do you have any thoughts that you would like to share about satchel i expected him to be weirder than he was oh just from the flash that we saw in the sort of like, i don't know like i just like thought it would be weirder but then I was like, you know, once you get past the hair and the trousers, like, <laughs> like it's, it's, it's LA, right? Like, I just like would not have been surprised if he pulled up to the club on a penny farthing. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> I think anyway. like I expected to be weirded out by him. But it was kind of like there was a part of me also that, look, I, I acknowledge my ener- my dark energy is finite and mm-hmm. a lot of that energy is being pointed towards other targets so I'm just sort of like quietly happy for Katie it's just kind of, yeah. it's actually like but actually genuinely it is nice to see somebody being affectionate towards her and like just kind of like you know subtly touching her back and shoulder and I was like you know what Katie good for you Filling her love tank finally. Go out right? Nothing's been in there but dust and cobwebs for 12 years. <laughs> and we're happy for it. <laughs> Truly. Um, yeah, and when Sheena calls him like a Mactor oh shaggy dog motherfucker, I was like, you know what? Katie does have a type, right? He looks like he just got groomed at Vanderpump Dogs. Yeah. Yeah. Schwartz is like like a Australian shepherd, just like wide eyed right. and weird and uh yeah nonetheless however a shaggy dog motherfucker mm-hmm. <laughs> for sure oh my gosh so everybody starts gossiping about raquel oh my god is she on the date did you see what happened did you see what the wife said like what's going on right so then we get to this date right and oliver's trot he's slick willy teflon oliver he goes, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure you know there's like a lot of stuff going on in my life right now, especially today. You know, my son's mom put me on blast. I don't know if you saw it. You know she saw it, sir. But okay. So Raquel's like, I feel like I owe it to you to hear your side of the story. But I also had a conversation with Samantha saying that you've cheated with multiple women and that I'm one of them. And that's shocking to me because you made it seem like you guys were separated completely. And again, like, how were you shocked by this situation and not the one that you're in? Uh, truly it doesn't make sense so she still uh, went full steam ahead for six months after this yeah i I have no words on that one was fully in it (laughs) not trying to get herself out of it not even trying so oliver's like he's got his spiel you know i've had my own place for eight months i do go over to the house sometimes and i'm lonely and you know things are still new and I want to be with the kid and I want to be with my son. It's not an excuse, but you know, I do want to put it on the table because you know, it's been a lot, but we are getting a divorce. So she asked him, where did you say the night that we kissed? Because Samantha said y'all had sex that night. And he's like, no, no, 
maybe a few days later but yeah (laughs) maybe a few days later (laughs) and then she has the nerve to be like don't you think that's confusing to her (sighs) imagine imagine how that might be confusing to her raquel see this is so crazy because she so thoroughly gets it she this is like imagine how we would be like yes raquel get him you're getting him with the best points like i just like but that's what it that's what it is she still went ahead with doing what she did with tom sandoval yeah yeah and like had you even not said this you would look better because at least we're like okay well at least we maybe you don't get it like right right (laughs) but here it's like no you actually do get it which means you absolutely do not care about ariana that's the answer a situation that is literally being mirrored in your life currently and the only reason why you want to hold because it doesn't make sense why are you really like why do you give so little care for ariana but you care about this woman that you've had one conversation with why we we gotta take samantha into account but not your friend (laughs) that doesn't make any sense right really think about that babe but anyway um truly pathetic oliver you know he apologizes for being so messy and he's like you know i i feel horrible she's like you know i appreciate your apology but you know it doesn't really make up for the bashing i got when you really were married and then raquel says in a confessional i'm furious with oliver for making me look a certain way which is not representative of who i am at all Uh, i would never do i i need to unpack this whole thing that she says here oh my god she goes he's openly a cheater and he hasn't done anything to hide it or keep it from his wife finding out which makes me think that he wants her to feel bad i okay maya So it's not representative of who you are, which is why you continued a multiple month long affair off camera with your friend's boyfriend. But the part about like, like the most fucked up thing is that Oliver was open about his cheating. Hello? It would have been better to hide it, I guess. He doesn't care about her at all. He didn't like try to lie about this at all. If he really cared about her, he would have tried to keep it from her. Of course. (laughs) He would have told whoever he was fucking that he was trying to break up with her and yet didn't. And how dare you be like, oh, it is so crazy that you went back to that house three days later. Excuse me, weren't you fucking in that house when Ariana was asleep in the next room? By Tom's own admission, they first kissed in the backyard. Yeah, like of the home that he shares with his wife i mean sorry nine year long basically whatever yeah yeah right Uh, but three days is somehow oh that's crazy so upsetting also just like it's also funny because like sandoval and then also schwartz are, are i think trying to like excuse the whole thing in the interviews they've done by being like oh they're so open about it like it was so obvious and like ariana didn't even notice like like it's Ariana's fault. Right. But like using Raquel's little logic here, if Sandoval was being open about the cheating, it just means he wanted Ariana to feel bad. Um, yeah. 
So cool. Great. great. <laughs> Loving Either all result is great. Loving Open this up, absolute lack of any self-awareness, self-reflection, or understanding of one's being as a person. Or like even understanding production. Like, you know, we're going to see this, right? (laughs) (laughs) Just for play. (laughs) Girl. I just imagine like the editors like watching this clip and then we just being like, all right, let's get this one in here. (laughs) I would have just gone on my lunch break and just played this shit on a loop. (laughs) (laughs) Let me eat my salad and kiki, girl. This is wild. This is wild. I wonder if you guys work in production I'll ask my friend in production but I want to know like how much access they have to footage like can you just like go back and look at shit now that's a great question I'm so curious to know I'm gonna ask my friend Jason that actually right now um so actually okay where are we going with this so yeah she gets up and leaves because he's like yeah we could have had a good time and she's like yeah we could have but you know (laughs) Oliver sitting there like I really thought that my second episode on Vanderpump Rules was gonna be different I, just, <laughs> I really thought it I really thought it was gonna maybe get into like a, a recurring guest guest star no here. you know he thought that he was gonna be like the backdoor yep. dude because they were pitching like Vanderpump Paris and he was like yep. oh, great. not mm, neither is gonna happen um so then after that Raquel gets up and leaves. She hops in an Uber and she starts texting Sheena. Are you guys still out? And Sheena's like, yeah, we are. Aren't you on a date? <laughs> so she ends up going. So meanwhile, Lala is like fully activated now that this news has come out from Shannon. She's showing everybody her phone like Robin was to um, Mr. Blue Eyes over on Potomac with Karen. Like, oh, you guys, this is the best day of my life. And she had the nerve to call me <laughs> mistress. Well, bitch, I wouldn't be so quick to throw daggers at me. Bet your mom's real proud of you, bitch. <laughs> she's having the time of her life. Time of her life. And then she's like, you know, there's a woman on the other end of this who's just suffering. And Katie says, yeah, she never thinks about the woman. She never has. Mm-mm-mm. Mm-mm-mm. then Raquel text Sheena like I'm outside come meet me and so it's actually crazy it's actually crazy that she went to Lala's birthday like I'm sorry but like talk about like oh why is like Katie going to Mexico like okay why are you why must you have the scene with Lala now like that's actually nuts right right um no how bold how absolutely bold it's truly a, a sight to behold so yeah she's like you know I what's going on Sheena's like do you want to walk in and Raquel's like yeah I think I need to pull Lala aside for a second so they walk in Lala looks at her and she goes nah <laughs> did you like, see Bro- even Brock's face I feel was like really Sheena like <laughs> <laughs> <Lala> <laughs> <She> is- <laughs> Lala's so happy. She's like, "What's up, mistress? What's up?" Lala's in a confessional. Like, I'm not surprised. I'm not shocked. It's like, of course you would show up to my birthday party. I'm not, and I'm not mad about it. She's loving it. Well, right. Like, I think it's crazy that like she went to the birthday party and demanded to talk to her, basically. But like, Lala doesn't even blink. Lala's just like, "Yep." So it kind of makes me think, like, "Oh wow, you guys really are kind of cut from the same cloth, aren't you?" Oh, for sure. Game recognized game. (laughs) 
Right. Yeah, yeah, he's really on one. She's on several, honestly. So Raquel is like, okay, can I speak to you outside? And then suddenly, now earlier, they've had like two tables, right? Like Lala's had a whole crew of people, but then there's been another booth where there's like Logan,
why is Ariana like seemingly enjoying this makeout and not standing up for Katie? But like she is like she she did what she needed to do. And so did Katie, as it turns out. <laughs> so. Yeah. And in the moment, she was not like supportive of the makeout. Right. Yeah. Right. She made it like she did say, like, I didn't know you had it in you, Raquel. Like, that's not an endorsement. <laughs> you know at all um so yeah he tries to play it cool didn't work it didn't work at all and so Raquel is is outside with Lala she's like you know I didn't mean to crash your birthday party and Lala goes you just gave me the best gift she goes good I don't think she got that (laughs) she absolutely did not (laughs) oh good Um, I just wanted to apologize for calling you a mistress specifically because like, and Lala goes, cause you're one. And Raquel goes, well, yeah, like what <laughs> after today, my whole world turned upside down. Yeah. Yeah. What else has turned you upside down recently? Anyway, <laughs> she's like, you know, I have no idea he was with his wife still. Like maybe if I had known I would still want to date him, but I didn't. So it's like. I, it's so funny. Imagine how much I would have been on Raquel's side of things before. I just would have been like, she gets it. Like, she's sticking it to Lala. Like, we love Raquel this season. Just like, this is all so, so exhausting and manipulative. It's so gross. And it's so crazy. Again, why would you choose to do this whole scene knowing what you're doing? You didn't have to do this. You could have gone home. <laughs> It now makes me think, like, is Raquel actually, like, the best actor on the show? <laughs> Meryl Streep found it. Like, just, like, get this girl on a CW show, right? <laughs> like, you know, just, like, somebody call yeah. Netflix. Like, I just, like, she might have the it factor. She might be the best actress since Laura Lee to come out of this. Honestly, like, get her in a spinoff of You. I know You was in its last season. Yeah, Maybe. right. You could be the next Joe she sure could oh she's what like you didn't even have to film this scene girl you chose to do this you chose to be like yeah i fully understand why this would be fucked up i'm sorry also i'm fucking your friend's boyfriend but i get it girl it's crazy legitimately crazy it is actually like like psychologically unsound you went out of your way to tell on yourself eventually. Please notice that I said, I'm, I'm, anybody listening who hit on that, I said it's psychologically unsound, meaning the decision yes. is not making a judgment on anybody's mental health in actuality. But yeah, like truly, it's wild. This is beyond comprehension. It exactly. Is. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I've seen a lot of um, unwell people make do things that make a lot of sense to me. Mostly they do. So this is not one of them. This is not one of them. So basically after that, you know, Raquel says, you know, you want or Lala actually says, you wanted to say that in Havasu, I was upset because Oliver picked you over me. But like what you should have been saying maybe to Oliver is like, hey, you told me you were separated. How long has it been? Maybe you should have been asking those questions. Uh, you know, which are the questions that I asked Randall, by the way, he lied when I did ask him. So like, well, like, so your own admission, then that wouldn't work then. Right. So like, what's the (laughs) fucking point here, Lala? Like, come on. (laughs) 
if you're saying that you got lied to and it didn't work so I mean it doesn't matter but I okay I'm gonna be on your side with this Lala well right I think this is part of it for me like I people really hate Lala and like I don't like her but I don't feel that same level of like intense hatred that other people do towards her because I can't take her seriously like she just she talks herself out of the point she's trying to make immediately like it's fine like she's not yeah she's not threatening she's just just let her be in her corner kind of like shades of larsa pippen like what what is this gonna do look what am i gonna do being mad at larsa pippen for what is what a wait like (laughs) we under like 28 times a week it didn't happen let's move on right (laughs) she is deeply unserious and so i'm not gonna waste my time being serious about this so i'm with you (laughs) I am with you. But she does have an awakening moment, which I actually really, really appreciated. So Raquel says, you know, this is why I'm coming to apologize because I didn't realize how easily a man could mislead you into thinking it's one way and having it be the opposite. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Yeah. Let's just let that sit for a second. <laughs> like, I don't even know what to say. She's yeah. like she's taking away her best arguments right I feel like it's sort of like choosing to you know you're somebody's defense attorney and like you're watching them like just say shit on the stand right like like am I Alex Murdoch's like attorneys watching him like say all kinds of wild shit while he's on the stand is that's what's happening here because it's the same kind of reaction it's like well you, you said the things that you now cannot help yourself so there it is all right there, there it is it's roll footage at the reunion i guess raquel honestly <laughs> like you don't even have to be there you just just play this whole episode all over again and unbelievable just with the montage of all the headlines that have been happening for the past two months um so then you know lala says now you know how it is and just so you know He's going to get off squeaky clean. The woman always takes a brunt. And Raquel says, yeah, I'm, I already am. So Lala says, these dudes always get away with fucking murder. So let this be a learning experience for both of us. I don't want beef with you. I've been the homewrecking whore. I've been the mistress. I've been all those things. But you know what? We rise above. Now, I didn't need the Brene Brown, we rise above part of it. But like, finally, you're admitting because you've been like, I didn't yep. do that. I was not the other woman. I definitely yep. never slept with this dude. Finally, you're just being like, just say it. Like, it's okay. It's okay to admit it. It's fine. 
there's more power in you being like I was that and I know what I'm talking about and I'm also going to give you grace for this because I don't think that was your intention now did she earn that grace clearly not but you know good on on Lala for trying well the funny part is that I actually don't believe that she was actually like I I think well I take I agree with every single word you said the only thing is that I do think that Lala was just like I've been the mistress meaning like people have called me the mistress and I've been called that mm. not like I right. actually did those bad things. I've been labeled the mistress <laughs> right exactly Fair enough. yeah <laughs> I think that is what she meant but like I I felt the same way seeing it I was like finally Lala yes and then I was like I don't think she actually meant it the way I just gave her the credit for but you know what at least she said, at least, I mean, I think she showed more self-awareness in this scene and she did show, like, it was a true makeup scene between the two of them. The yeah. thing is that, like, I mean, I mean you, you know. Could have like, the worst situation <laughs> right. to, to do right. that. You could have done it any other time, Lala, not this one. Uh, but yeah. you didn't know that, so. Nope. 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 Oh, God. Um, so, yeah, after that, Raquel says, you know, we were misled by the situation and I know that now through you. And then Raquel says in a confessional, being single for the first time, you're not. As an adult, I've been able to reflect on who I am as a person. A bad one. It's bad. (laughs) (laughs) And I think the past, in the past, I limit myself by only holding on to my worth based on other value, people's value of me. And I think I'm ready to break that by not giving a fuck about anybody's feelings at all. So... Brand new like <laughs> I'm gonna act like nobody's feelings care to me at all That's I literally I, I wrote those I wrote those exact words down that she said in the confessional and all I could like write in response is like I can't because like I don't again I, mean, like, I just don't just right like what do you say in response to that like I'm gonna be very curious to hear if she has any words in response to this kind of thing um any coherent ones would be great well that's we're asking a lot well you gotta be specific in what you put out in the world because look at what she put out in the world i'm ready to break that and you did you broke it (laughs) (laughs) that's true you know what again she's an oscar worthy actress and she might also be like a soothsayer (laughs) like you know she's making shit work in the world for her Daniel um, Day Levis, she is <laughs> greatest actor in the world. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! So then Lala says, "I know I've been saying you're a mistress, but I don't think that. Like you're not. You, my love, are not a mistress. Don't let anybody tell you that you are." And you know, Lala didn't keep uh, the promise, and we're we appreciate you for that. It was also really funny like at the end and that like Lala just goes back inside to the party and like doesn't invite Raquel inside I feel <laughs> like Raquel kind of thought night. she was yeah she's <laughs> like wait like so I can't like come into the party <laughs> okay bye <laughs> right oh my god girl what so not only did Andy Cohen say that this was going to be the episode that really things started coming out he also said that this was nothing compared to what we're going to be seeing in the future i can't take this i know and the thing is like i know andy says that kind of that kind of thing a lot i believe him here 
right? Like, this is not him hyping up, like, the next season of OC. Right, exactly. Yeah, (laughs) this is not, like, this is not Beverly Hills. This is not the OC trailer or whatever else. Like, I believe this. Like, I believe that it is going to get wilder and wilder. It happened. I, uh, I honestly, like, I know this is going to sound like bullshit because I have a podcast specifically dedicated to this subject, but I really like don't spend my time like feeling actual emotion, especially towards an episode of a show. But this episode, I was just like, and this is not something that I feel often either. Genuinely overwhelmed. I know that that's like a very overused term, but I was like, I, 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 this is too much for me. I mean, this is, like, some of the most... I mean, I've been watching Bravo since, like... Like, I watched even before OC started, right? Like, I mean, so I've been truly for the inception... Through the inception of Housewives, I've watched almost every episode of everything, right? Like, it. I don't think I've ever been this compelled by, a sh- by anything that's been on there in the same way. And... That doesn't mean it hasn't been like, I mean, there were some real golden ages like of each franchise at different points in time, but this is like, I, I totally get what you're saying. Like, I feel invested in this in a way that is much different than than how things have been before. Yeah. Ugh. My mom is watching this season and my mom is not a reality TV person at all. She's hardly like a keep up with episodes type of person, but like, she was visiting me we watched some episodes together and she like has now she watched all the rest of Monty Cock and then now she watches every week which is I can't emphasize how crazy that is <laughs> I can't imagine what those conversations must be like but yeah like even my mom knows about she it she loves Katie she loves Katie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she loves Katie and uh, she hates Tom Schwartz that is that's very interesting I would, yeah, I would love to know because my mom is also aware of it. She's like, what's going on with your little blonde friend? <laughs> <laughs> and like, she, I guess says, she says, like, I hear about it's on, on ET every night. So, um, yeah, I, uh, it's breaking my heart. I, I really can't deal with this. And we've got like four more episodes before the reunion and the like, shit they didn't show though that episode's coming back we haven't seen which is gonna be good this time like damn imagine what's in there like i just yeah oh this is gonna be like the godfather i don't know (laughs) if i can take this um especially if you're doing a three-hour podcast about it every week hello (laughs) (laughs) but it feels good to let it out it really does um do you have any thoughts from watch what happens live Ugh. God, why did I have to watch something with Michael fucking Rappaport? Like, Can we just... just shout it from the fucking rooftops? Free us. Free us of this man. Like, I don't... Instead, they did exactly what they, like, they did the most devious thing, and they put him on, like, after Vanderpump Rules, because they knew people were going to watch it. So now me. it's going to be like, oh, he got high ratings. Like, you know. It's like, yeah, because of Sheena, not because of him. Sheena. Because of Sheena. Oh, Sheena could have taken out her hair tinsel and put that next to an oh. empty chair and that would have been way more oh. compelling than Michael Rappaport. <laughs> I swear to God. I just I... been talking about hair tinsel with a friend on Tuesday and then Sheena <laughs> shows up with it. And I was like, what? Um, it's because my, my friend had some tinsel in my hair for her daughter's birthday party. And um, I was like, what? Why are your grays sparkly? Turns out it was tinsel. And then Sheena, like, you know, so... 
Yeah, I don't know. Very weird. Sheena's really trying to bring back hair accessories, and I love her for it. Like, she had the pearls at her wedding. Oh, yeah. She got the tinsel now, and I love it. I I think she had some things in at Coachella. Like, I, I'm all for it, but... I like uh, her new hair color, too. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's really pretty. She's she's figuring it out. She's figuring it out. Um, What happened from Watch What Happens Live that would have been worth talking about? Does Sheena say anything... Um, to remember, I don't think so. Um, of course, I'm sure there was something that we're now forgetting. Like, I know, like, she, you know, admits to like pushing and throwing the phone, um, shoving, can't close the fist, but I did shove her. Um, she was very, um, anti where my hug at, like Schwartz was. It was like, no, I don't feel sorry for them. I don't care about the vitriol. Oh, yeah. They deserve right. it. Well, right. You know, <laughs> and Rappaport was, of course, like, <laughs> yeah, of course. Because, you know, right. when it comes to a white man getting his feelings hurt, every white man okay. assembles like the fucking Avengers and is like, hold right. on. Like, consequences? No. <laughs> He's just a baby. Please. Right. He's a 40 year old child right like right exactly but like i like sheena being like uh no you get what you deserve yeah um which is by the way true right like i mean i don't buy that like people didn't even throw beer on them they just threatened to do it not even threatened they're probably like i'll throw a fucking beer on you or whatever but even so like just you know like their their person their entire living is built on them being personalities people are going to react to those personalities right like and they shouldn't mm-hmm. be like getting any threats of physical violence or whatever but like nobody has said, to like you yeah which she said like i don't participate in all that stuff like i don't like go in comments and right. stuff like but yeah like anything other than that i don't give a fuck <laughs> why would she <laughs> why would right. she? um yeah Oh, I think, like, they were also, like, oh, like, what are you gonna, like, what's gonna happen with the show? Which is, like, I don't know. Um, And basically, like, we're not filming with them, which is, like, perfectly within their right, too. I would actually be mad if they just start filming with Sandoval again. Like, I'm I'm not concerned about respecting the show. Like, they can figure it out. She has filmed with Sandoval, but I think she's done. Oh, yeah. Like, she did what she had to do, and now she's done. Right. More on that. Well, I guess we'll see that later. Watch what happens. But um, uh, yeah. I uh, shout out to Sheena. I love like a little angry, spicy little Sheena. Love that. Um, you know, I love her in an oversized hoodie. Very Ariana Grande, 2018. You know, she 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 shined. She was good as gold as she always is. <laughs> the best Bravo song, hands down, in my uh... view. I will say that I, I'm happy to find out that because I know she had been saying I approached Schwartz or Sandoval rather about the rumors and he assured me that it wasn't true. I didn't know that that was on camera, but we see in the I didn't right it, so. right I didn't realize that either. That actually like kind of I mean it also then makes sense as to why everyone kind of like wrote it off so quickly because I think it was also so early in the stuff between Raquel and Sandoval that like they threw them they threw people off the scent early and so everyone else just kind of I think wrote off the the potential idea of it I don't know mm-hmm. we'll, we'll obviously see how that plays out but um I don't know god that like that preview again like I feel like he's you know just trying so hard to like manufacture these issues between himself and Ariana to make right. it seem like 
oh yeah, I've been saying for months that we should break up. And it's like, yeah, because the part you're not adding is how you were fucking her friend. Right. Right. <laughs> exactly. Oh, fuck him. So um also like let's end on a high note by giving Ariana like a couple claps for that, you know, hot man that she was carting around Coachella. Shout out to you, sis. Shout out to you. Ariana, like, you know, her <laughs> Bloomingdale's shopping uh, trip, her, like, you know, just, like, everything's coming up, Ariana. I'm loving it. Am I going to watch Dancing with the Stars this season? Like, right. Right. Like, Dialing 1-800, like, whatever the fuck, to, right. to vote for her. <laughs> Text blah, blah, blah for Ariana. Like, I'm in. Like, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to see where it goes. I am, like, even just like at the beginning of this episode um when they did like the new opening credits which i love like i cannot wait for next year's because i feel like it's just gonna where i feel very strongly that next year's opening credits are gonna start with katie and ariana and some maybe others but i just i'm ready for it i want to see i like i usually hate a gang up and i'm i'm I don't hate it this time. I'm ready for the reunion. I'm ready to see, like, basically six on two, if those numbers are right. Because mm-hmm. uh, I think even Schwartz is probably going to be a little harder on them at the reunion than he is other places. But we'll yeah. see. I'm very interested to see how Schwartz navigates this whole thing. I think that might be the most fascinating thing of all. I know. Well, he's just going to hide himself in the bathtub. Ugh, god that bathtub scene yuck 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 all right maya thank you so much for talking to me you're a treat thank you for speaking oh it's just i wish it could happen all the time it was a delight thank you for having me oh you have a good evening and prepare yourself for next wednesday i'm already crying and shaking in the choir (laughs) 